And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Is my public life as an American nerd. I'm Kevin, and today, guys, we have a really, really fun show. I'm super, super excited. Um, we're going to be talking about some. Uh, we, we just can't seem to get away from DC news. Like DC is just going to be a part of our life for a long time. <laughs> Might as well get used to it, get settled in, because we got some little, little tidbit about the Flash. But we're going to kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, we're also going to be talking about a. Um, a uh, most anticipated movies list from Fandango that they uh, pulled a bunch of people. We're going to be talking about some of those movies. Um, what are the most anticipated films for next year? And talk about some of our most anticipated films of next year. Um, and then we're going to be talking about uh, TV and movies in 2022 that were based off of comic books. Uh, so we're going to talk, break those down a little bit and talk about our favorites and stuff like that. And of course, by we, I mean, so... <clears throat> I need to introduce our guest. We have a whole bunch of guests today, which is awesome. And of course, with us today, as usual, he's pretty much he's he's a co-host at this point because he's amazing. He he I love you know sharing my podcasting life with him. Uh Mr. Christian Nicorda, how you doing today, sir? I literally just downloaded that right now. What's up, guys? How are you? That's good. I'm glad. I was kind of getting worried. I was like, what's wrong with your microphone? What's going on? You're trying to talk. I don't hear you. Um, all right. Yeah, doing great, man. Doing great. Thank you for being here as usual. Um, and today we got three very, very special guests joining us. So the, the first from the, the, the Marvel Plus podcast, um, you know, right off his, his gig hosting a panel at GalaxyCon in Columbus, uh, Mr. Brett Scott. How are you doing today, sir? Uh, doing very well, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course, man. It's so awesome for you to be here. I got to guest on your podcast. We talked about She-Hulk. We had a blast. We had a great time. Um, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about your podcast and stuff in, in, in a few minutes. Um, but you'll recognize our next guest from last week's show. He came on to, uh, he showed his appreciation for James Gunn. This dude <laughs> loves loves James Gunn. He is a fan. Um, no, he's really not, but that's okay. That's what we. That's what we do. It's all right. It's okay. You know, we all have our own opinions, and and uh, that's totally cool. Um, Nickish is on the show. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing all right. You know, since last week, I've got a lot of backlash from the James Gunn <laughs> last week. I'm here to double down this week, pretty hard. Are you? Um, okay. Don't worry. Don't worry, DC fans. I'm in your corner. Uh, and the James, James Gunn uh, trash talk will continue. <laughs> you know what? That's okay. That's all right. Because Zachary Levi assured us all that the DC universe is in good hands this past week. Uh, we'll talk about that. And our final guest today, it's their first time on the podcast as well. They're amazing. They're a nerd. They're they're into Dungeons and Dragons. And I Lala, really, really great friend. And I'm so happy that they're here today. Yam, thank you for coming on. We really, really, I, I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you for coming on. I'm excited to be here. Thank you very much. Of course, yeah. Um, 
So yeah, um, so before we get started, um, just make sure wherever you're listening to to like and subscribe, leave comments. We like to talk to you guys. We like to, you know, um, know what you guys are thinking about the show and stuff like that. So don't forget to do that. Don't forget to leave a review as well. That really, really helps us as well. Um, so uh, Brett, uh, I kind of wanted to talk to you real quick about your Marvel Plus podcast, man. Tell us a little bit about it and uh, how long have you been kind of doing it for? Uh, well, Marvel Plus, it's a it's basically a Disney plus Marvel companion podcast where each week I bring on a new guest. It didn't start out that way. It started out as a solo podcast. That was the original intent. Uh, but I, I decided it was just so much more fun to have new people on every week. Um, and it also makes my podcast a lot longer because I was talking for like 15 minutes yeah. and then I'd be out. Uh, but what I do is each week, uh, while the Marvel Plus, uh, or sorry, the Disney Plus Marvel series are on, um, each week when a new episode releases, I bring on a new guest and we discuss that episode in detail. Um, like I said, it's longer than my, what would probably last 15 minutes if it was just me. We usually talk for an hour to two mm-hmm. hours, um, as you know, because you were recently a guest yeah, on the yeah, podcast. A lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so that's what I do. That's what I do up on Marvel Plus. It's not the only podcast I host, but it's definitely... I'd say uh, the most popular, uh, the most listened to, and probably the most fun because I interact with the most new people all the time. Awesome. Very cool. And you hosted a, a panel at Galaxy uh, GalaxyCon this past, what, like last month or the month before? I, I oh. did. Um, yeah. That was, it was actually, live podcast. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Um, and, and if you tuned into that, you, you'll know that there were some technical difficulties involved there. Yeah. <laughs> half of my podcast got cut short. It was a great live show for the audience that was there in person. I had a great experience doing my first, you know, panel at a con. Um, I couldn't have asked for better. I can't wait to do it again. I might go up to Cleveland in a couple months and do it again. So that's awesome. Pretty pumped about that. But um, yeah, it was my first live podcast experience. I was really nervous, um, but it was kind of interesting how it happened because my, my buddy, Kurt, he's a, he's a regular guest on the show and um, regular listener to the show, contributor to the show. He just let me know kind of offhand one day. He said, hey, you know, you can apply. There's a link here. You can apply to uh, host your own panel. And I always thought panels were like for professionals, you know, panels were like you you had to be an invited guest or somebody important or uh, turns out, no, they'll just let anybody in the door. So um, (laughs) I I applied for a panel. Um, I got in early enough, I guess, because they let me in. And, uh, And then I realized that, a lot of these fan cons, they do that. They, they not only do they have invited guests and, and um, you know, artist tables and stuff like that set up on the expo floor, but they also invite fans to come and talk about whatever they want to talk about um, in their own little fan panel. And so I realized, hey, this would be a perfect way to do my podcast live is I can just do it, do it through one of these panels. And that's exactly what I did. So they listened to my podcast. They thought I was good enough to be there. And uh they let me do my thing. So that was awesome experience. Dude, I could imagine. And kudos to you for doing that because there's, I don't think there's any way <laughs> I can go up in front of all those people and do my, do the podcast. Like it's, I was scared. It's insane. I was scared. I, I, I'll tell you too, that um, it wasn't that many people. You say all those people, there might've been 20 people in that room. Um, it's a small room, you know, and there's a lot of other panels and stuff going on at the same time. So I was just blessed though that like, 20 people showed up. Um, right. <laughs> I was, I was thrilled. I was like, what do you guys, you guys are here for the Marvel plus show, right? Like you don't think it's something else. 
They're like, no, no. Um, so that's yeah, so I, cool. Great experience. Great experience. Dude, that is really cool. And we're uh, obviously people can find out wherever they listen to podcasts, correct? Uh, Spotify, Everywhere. iTunes, or uh, Apple Podcasts. Sorry, it's not iTunes anymore. That's all. That's all old. Mm-hmm. I, but um, you know, uh, anywhere. So check that out. It's a really fun show. I really like. I said before, and I totally mean it. I listen to it every time a new episode comes out. Um, Thank you. Yeah, definitely uh, listen to it. It's a really, really fun show. So definitely check that out. Um, so let's talk about The Flash a little bit. Um, the Flash is, um, we're just going to dive right into it at first. Why not? The Flash is getting a Super Bowl, a new TV spot at the Super Bowl. So um, that's going to be probably our first really good look at the movie, kind of a little bit more about, you know, we've, we've gotten the teaser, um, but this is going to probably give us a little bit more, hopefully, Michael Keaton you know, depending on, I don't know how much of his stuff was cut. There was all the rumors about how they were cutting all that stuff to replace him with Ben Affleck's Batman. I don't know. Um, yeah. But we're going to get a better look at that. One of my questions is how relevant or, or how do you think people are? I mean, so there's people like us who really pay attention to the news and stuff like that. What's going on at DC? And then there's the general movie going public, which might not have a complete grasp of what's happening over there. Um, first of all, do you think the general public is going to be excited to go see this movie? And do you think, you know, us knowing what we know about DC, are you guys excited to see it at all? Um, what do you guys think about it? Are you guys hyped for it at all? come out anyone go ahead christian you go first i'll go um i it, there's a weird like curiosity i i i'm kind of on the fence about it because you know i i really don't think with all the stuff with i mean let's just talk about the obvious things with ezra miller and everything that's been going on with him in the last however long um and it's it is weird how silent warner brothers was about the whole thing um and they just kind of stayed quiet uh but the thing is i don't there were a lot of people that worked on that project absolutely uh, and it wasn't just ezra miller's project you know i and i don't even want to say that it's his project you know what i mean um so it's it's not fair to like punish every like the thousands of people that worked on this just for the actions of one stupid idiot you hmm. know um obviously warner brothers is like 100 behind this you know what i mean like and that's just why they've stayed so quiet this whole time is because they're like desperately need to or want to release this um mm-hmm. you know like there's a lot of reports of them comparing this to um you know spider-man uh no way home and you know they, they so they're saying this is going to be a big emotional hit like i hope they're right man they're putting like all their chips in this so um i, I and you know i, I do i do want to see it i i I think if anything, I really want to see it just to see Michael Keaton in the suit again, you know, um, oh, yeah. and that sounds like a lot of fun to me. Um, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm really curious to see that trailer. Like, are they going to downplay Ezra? Are we are we just going to see like back shots of his feet? And like, are they going to cut his face out as much as possible and just yeah. really showcase Michael Keaton, you know? Um We'll see. I mean, regardless of, of what this is, like, uh, obviously this is going to be the last time we're going to see Ezra Miller in the suit. Um, right. There's no way. Even if this movie makes a billion dollars, there's no way we're going to see Ezra Miller come back. And that whole question of, like, you know, is the general audience paying attention to all of this stuff? You know, if it is a huge success, you know, that could be really good for him. But then I think that's just going to shine more light on, like, the legal trouble that he's been in this whole mm-hmm. time. 
You know what I mean? There's no way that they're going to be able to like, like push that stuff aside and, and pretend like it didn't happen. Cause I, I, there's just no getting around it. So I'm really curious to see what they're going to do for like the press junket um, and like marketing leading up to this whole thing. So. Absolutely. Um, Brett, what are your thoughts? Are you, are you on the I had so much hope for this movie ever since it was first announced. I was really hyped for it. Um, even though I wasn't a huge fan of Ezra Miller as the flash anyway, mm-hmm. um, I was excited for the potential of the film. Uh, you know, there was talk of it being a flashpoint story, uh, you know, different, different earths being involved. And, and that excites me anyway. Like that's, I'm really looking forward to that with the multiverse saga over at Marvel. Um, so, right. you know, that DC doing it, it, it really excites me. Um, but with all the, yeah, all the delays, all the legal troubles, all the kind of disconcerting news coming out of the production, like, oh, well, it's going to be delayed because of this and because of that. And then with the Ezra Miller stuff, you know, not only with the Ezra Miller stuff, but with the delays and everything, uh, I, th- I have to remind myself sometimes that we, as like movie geeks, and especially like nerd movie, like like comic book movie geeks, right. um, we are deep in the weeds. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. I don't. I I seriously, because Warner Brothers has actually done a pretty good job at not talking about it. I don't think the general public really knows anything about mm-hmm. Ezra Miller or that his name is Ezra Miller. Like, I don't <laughs> think the, the normal everyday movie going audience has any clue about Ezra Miller. Um, you know, just like if I asked someone, you know, what they thought of, of Shia LaBeouf, like they would have no idea that he's got all these trouble, like they would be like, oh, he's a troubled child actor or whatever. But right. I don't, I don't think they would know all the dirty details of his recent, you know, run-ins with the law and stuff like that. I don't think it's going to affect um, the general audience very much at all. Like, I don't think people are going to go, I'm not going to that with Ezra Miller in it. They're, I don't think that's going to come into play at all. Um, but I think the fact that there's been a lot of nev- negativity around all the DC films for so long um, is going to affect it more than anything. Mm-hmm. And for for geeks like us, I think that the biggest thing that would hurt it is that, like, what's DC doing? Like, what are they doing? They're putting this thing out. Is it is it going to matter? Is this what's going to transform universe? Exactly. Like, how could it, it? It like how could they? I guess they could use it as a catalyst to mm-hmm. bring in this new uh, DC connected universe, the DCU. But I feel like they wrote it a while ago. I don't know how well it's going to mesh and then we'll come out on the other side clean. Right. I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to see it. 100% I'm going to see it. Oh, in yeah. The there you go. My <laughs> I, I've got like, to see what they do with it. But yeah. I'm, yeah. No, so absolutely. So I feel I feel the same way. And, and I'm, I'm wondering about that. You know, does it matter in the whole DC scheme of things anymore? Right. Like, are people yeah. going to, you know, like me, like part of me, I, I'm going to go see it. Like you said, no matter what, but part of me is also like, I don't know if I want to, like, if I need to see it now, because like, 
it, it won't have any further effects to the DCEU. And not that they were super connected anyways, but it's all being reset eventually, right? They're just yeah. wiping everything clean and starting all over again. That's my main concern with it. Like mm. the Ezra stuff is kind of, you know, one thing that, you know, is a concern, but, you know, it's also the, uh, hopefully they're getting help instead. They seem to be getting help. They seem to, you know, they came crawling back to Warner Brothers and were like, hey, <laughs> You know, they said they had that release. They were like, I'm sorry, we messed up. They did do um, that. Yeah. <laughs> what's that? Doesn't it? I said they, they did do that. They they went crawling back. They did. Yeah. <laughs> and I do yeah. hope that they get the help they need. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, it's a, you know, it's, you know, when you see someone crumble like that, especially with mental health yeah. issues and stuff like that, you want them to see them get better, which is super, super. Yeah. And I hope but I they mean, do. You know, with the Flash, Ezra Miller, was I ever really excited to watch two hours of Ezra Miller. No. Um, I mean, they, you know, at one point I really liked him as an actor, but um, for the flash, it just never really fit. I mean, there's not really any incarnation of the flash that I think would have fit them. They were probably my least favorite part of justice league. And um, I was always going to be excited to see the movie just because, you know, we've never really had a Flash movie. It was supposed to kind of be a Flashpoint thing. It probably still will be. And I do think that, you know, there's been so many rumors of them using it as a vehicle to restart the universe. Right. Whether right. or not it's going to be as updated as we hope, it's probably not going to fit James Gunn's vision uh, or Peter Saffron's vision for sure. Um, but, it, you know, I don't think that it's going to, um be hurt by pretty much any of this because uh you know michael keaton is batman in the movie they're yeah. gonna have ben Affleck like that's a seller there. they're gonna have you know this this character that character maybe supposedly Gal Gadot is gonna be in there um and if the flash can run for nine seasons on the cw <laughs> the flash <laughs> movie can probably sell just as easily with you know the same amount of writing skill absolutely uh, but uh yeah i mean it'll, it, it kind of hinges on what the the trailer looks like right because mm -hmm. if it's also a bad movie <laughs> then <laughs> you know if the trailer sucks then it's like uh well there go all the marbles i think i'm willing to put money on this not being a bad movie because i like why would warner brothers back this so hard why right. would they like spend money on reshoots yeah. especially after what happened with batgirl you know what i mean why didn't they can this right. either especially with everything that's going on with ezra miller why if it was bad they would have just been like this is not worth our trouble yeah. you know i think they wholeheartedly believe in it and i think before gun came in this was supposed to be like the big pivoting point you know not yeah. black adam as as the rock would like to tell everybody <laughs> um this was supposed to like reestablish the universe but yeah now it seems like it's completely inconsequential because yeah. what does any of it matter now so i don't know i think it'll be just a nice popcorn eaten movie you know i think yeah. it'll probably be a good movie <laughs> i also yeah. think it's kind of hilarious that they're trying to compare it to like no way home when you were like having you know characters from movies from 20 years ago people like you know characters that have we've grown with and now like he's been in one movie and we're supposed to feel equally emotionally attached to this person like i don't know we'll see maybe i'll i want to be boohooing in the theater and 
So, like I was wrong. This is so good. I, I think uh, in that respect, it's going to be more about what kind of crazy cameos they bring in of like different right. universe versions of characters. Mm. Like maybe, you know, maybe they bring in like, um, I don't know, characters from, you know, Lou Ferrigno shows up, something <laughs> like that. Like, right. I think they right. might bring in different versions that we've seen before. And then that will like feed the nostalgia. Mm. I think that might make people uh, emotionally attached to it. But I, uh, being attached to Ezra Miller, I don't think there's much emotional attachment to him at all from anyone. Uh, to, right. to Kevin's point, though, I did want to say I'm getting feelings like doesn't doesn't this feel a little bit like Dark Phoenix and New Mutants? Like we're we're closing out this thing. Does it really matter anymore? We know it's ending. We know it's right. over. Um, we're just and then you kind of lose interest because now we're we're all programmed to like, what's next? What does this lead to? And right. right. But like I said, we're, we're, we're just nerds. And, and most of the people <laughs> that are, are going to go see this probably don't care about that stuff. Or so, no, like, like you said, or no, like nobody else. It's, it's this small circle, this bubble that we're all in that knows like, this is inconsequential, but the general, right. I, I, I brought this up before I teach entertainment design. I teach anatomy for entertainment design at art center here in Southern California, this is like the future of people like making the movies. And I, I was like, oh, is anybody going to go see Wakanda forever? They're like, what? And I'm like, they were like, they didn't know there was a, a Black Panther 2 coming out. And I'm like, yeah. what are you, you guys are, this is your major. I don't know. So if they don't even know, you know what I mean? Like how, how, how deep into the mud are we? Like really, yeah. honestly. I mean, I the general know. public doesn't even know that Batman's not an Avenger, you know? <laughs> Yes. Yes. Oh yes. God. Oh yes. that. Okay. That general public. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, no, on Twitter, everyone cares about what Ezra Miller's doing. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 You have like Twitter, and you have like you know the people who really pay attention to stuff. Like you know, like you guys, yeah. just, us really big nerds. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, we'll see what happens. The trailer's going to drop during the Super Bowl. It's getting a big Super Bowl spot. So we'll see what happens when that comes out. Um. Next, let's talk about Fandango's most anticipated movies survey that they did this past year. They do it every year. They pull five thousand. They pull five thousand moviegoers and they see what the most anticipated movies of next year are going to be, um, or are at this point right now. Um, so we'll just talk about the top five real quick. Um, number one is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Number two, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Number three, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Number four. John Wick, Chapter 4, and Number 5, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Um, so what are your guys' thoughts on this? I mean, are you guys excited for these? Because, I mean, I can tell you right now that at least three of these movies are on my top three for next year easily. Uh, what about you guys? Are you guys anticipating any of these? Are these at the top of your guys' list at all? Are you guys, what do you guys think about this list? Um, I am really excited for John Wick. I haven't watched the other movies, but now I want to simply because. Oh, you haven't watched them yet? <laughs> no, you Keanu Reeves has. I've always loved Keanu Reeves. Um, just why yeah. wouldn't you? And then I've been meaning to watch all the John Wick movies, and I just haven't. And then Rina Sawayama is in this movie, and oh, okay. that's yeah. kind of my kickstart to like, okay, I'll watch the movie. <laughs> Very cool. I only watch the ones I've been wanting to watch, so I've been really excited for John Wick. Haven't nice. watched the other ones, but that's up there for that's up there for me. Cool, awesome. No, the John movies are so good. Like all of them are mm -hmm. super yeah. well done, super awesome, and you need to watch them. I'm, 
I'm a little bit disappointed that you haven't. Watched you should it. marathon it. You guys should marathon them. Yeah, you we really should. should. It. I think I've only seen it's the marathon. first two. Oh, yeah. I love the third one. The third, well, one's, the third one's great. Third one's yeah. great. Uh, what about you, Brett? Um, what's on What's on your list for next year? What's kind of your most anticipated movies for next year? Um, out of this five, or or just in general? I mean, if they line up with this, great. You know, if any of these I, are on there, if not, um... of these for sure, I'm looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy three. Um, Absolutely. I, I I was so surprisingly blown away by the holiday special. Like I didn't know <laughs> so it good. was gonna so like good. it 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 made me want to see the Guardians again. Um, mm-hmm. you know, all together, um, especially after their outing in Thor. Um, yeah. I, I just felt like it was really cheap. It sucked that they were only in it for a few minutes. You yeah. know, years ago I thought we were getting a Thor. You know, yeah, really, in the Guardians team up film. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited for that one. Um, obviously, I mean, I, I have a MCU podcast, so obviously I'm really excited for all the oh, MCU of course, stuff. Of course. Um, half this lit more than half this lift it, it list is Marvel stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'm very excited for across the spider verse. I thought into the spider verse is one of the best Spider-Man movies that has been made period. Um, absolutely. absolutely. Hands down. So I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for that and to see, uh, you know, Spider-Man 2099, uh, show up in that and um john wick man I, I mean uh that that's one that i still re-watch those movies all the time and they're just so much fun i mean there's not a ton of substance there it's just like it's right. good old-fashioned like you know it takes me back to the 90s when you know kids just watched whatever they wanted um and their <laughs> parents didn't really care like crazy violent action movies yep I love it, but not only that, it's like the fight, fight choreography, the, the, um, all just, it's so fast paced. So like full of energy. I love those movies. Um, and even I'm looking forward to Indiana Jones just because I want to see what they do with it. I didn't hate crystal skull as much as everyone else did. Um, there was some issues with it, but, um, you know, I, I enjoy, indiana jones stories like so uh, i'm definitely looking forward to see what they do with that cool uh nick what about you what about these yeah um you know obviously i'm i'm gonna see guardians and i'm just messing (laughs) with you guys uh it does look good it does look good uh but yeah i was reading through the list um ant-man i'm really psyched for um i really am super excited to see more kang uh, yes. played by oh, John yes. Majors. Uh, and the trailer the Majors is incredible. Um, you know, oh. and uh, a few others on the list. I like Indiana Jones, for sure. Uh, Super Mario, I'm psyched for. It looks surprisingly uh, good. Yeah, it does. And I also made a little list of ones that I'm kind of surprised were left off the most anticipated. Uh, mm-hmm. Barbie. Uh, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons is a big one for Dungeons me. Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. Big D and D nerd, and it's kind of exploding in the D and D community. Um, Absolutely. Spider Verse, Little Mermaid. Uh, Little Mermaid, yeah. Dune Part Two, I thought would be. On Is that list. next year? Is that not next year? I what? thought it was next year, twenty twenty three. Dune Two. Dune Two is next year, yeah, twenty twenty three. Yeah, I, I was yeah how is that not? It wasn't list. on the list, but. Mm. Dune, uh, Maxine, the uh, X yeah. and Pearl sequel. It's true. Um, 
this one I put on my list because I am excited for it. And uh, I thought it was snubbed because I think people keep forgetting it's coming out. But Legally Blonde 3 <laughs> oh, that's uh, right. is, is coming, folks. And it's going to be the best back-to-back <laughs> Barbie. Yes. Uh, and then for me personally, Shazam. I'm a big, big Shazam fan. After Black Adam, I'm ready for my Shazam 2. Yeah. Because uh, I really like the first one. And I really wish that The Rock... <laughs> just been in Shazam 2 and not made his own movie. Absolutely. 100%. Very cool. Uh, Christian, what about you? Are, uh, um, I, I think it's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse for me. Uh, I am, that's like my number one. I, got, I adore that movie. I think like that kind of just shook the animation industry um, with the release of that. I, I, I would say like that and Arcane have just like people are just like, oh, damn okay um but yeah across the spider verse it was one of the more emotional trailers um just like his mom's whole speech uh for the trailer for that was beautiful um further down the the list creed 3 i mean you just brought up jonathan majors um Mm -hmm. jonathan majors is good it's it's his i think like the beginning of the year is going to be pedro pascal's year and then it's, he's going to hand it over to to Jonathan Majors because he's, he's got yeah. three huge movies releasing next year, and I'm I'm happy to see him all of them. Um, so that I'm really really excited for. Um, I see that the Hunger Games is in there. I did not even know that that was released. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I also didn't. I was looking at that. I'm like, I didn't know they were coming out with the movie. The book just came out last year, did it? Yeah. yeah. It's got uh, Peter Dinklage, I think, and uh, some other big names. I think maybe yeah. my own Davis is in it. Yeah, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to see games. Dinklage back. Book. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, 2020, yeah. Yeah, and then Guardians, of course, that was another really emotional trailer, too, because I feel like that's going to be a sob fest. I don't so. think I can handle that one. <laughs> no, yeah. It's going to be horrible. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm on board with you, Christian. Like, Across the Spider-Verse, hands down, is my most anticipated movie of next year. Like, mm. easily, I, you know, just with uh, everyone here, I think, agrees. It's like, you know, Into the Spider-Verse was one of the best, the best Spider-Man movie ever put on film. Game changer. Like, easy. Yeah. Like, the mm-hmm. animation was stunning. Everything was fantastic about it. Um, that was my number one. Uh, right in second place, Indiana Jones. Uh, again, I just, I love Indiana Jones. And Crystal Skull was hit and miss, but for the most part, I enjoyed it. Like, yeah. I thought it was fine. Like, I had fun with it. I had a blast with it. And, um, you know, there were things that were a little like, what are you doing? But it, it still worked really well. Um, is, it, my is, it, is, it, is it the worst Indiana Jones film? If you had to rank them, yeah, I, I'd say I'd say I mean, yeah, I'd say I'd say it's still it's a good least favorite. What's that, Nick? I I think you know it's one of those things where it's the worst, but that doesn't necessarily make exactly it bad. bad, right? Exactly because you're comparing, choice. right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely say it's my least favorite, but it's definitely not bad. Like I'll watch it. Like if it's on TV or something, I'll definitely put it on. And I hear they color graded the 4K, so it's actually color graded to match with the other with the original trilogy. Oh, good. It doesn't have that really like new shine to it, uh, which is fantastic. So uh, I do want to experience that. I heard it makes it a better kind of experience altogether uh, makes it feels like it belongs um and i'm actually really excited for you know like uh, nick you brought this up earlier um i'm really excited for uh, I'm, I'm excited for barbie i'm not gonna lie <laughs> greta gerwig yeah. man i think she's fantastic i think just the, the plot just seems crazy and like i said last week if they kind of just keep it you know if they just know what they're doing and if it if it if it is what it what i think it's going to be just do that. Like, don't worry about, you know, don't try to be serious. Just have fun with it. Go for it. Oh, yeah. um, and the little mermaid, like I'm, 
uh, honestly, like The Little Mermaid is my favorite Disney animated film. It, it always has been. And this movie, I feel like is, I, and if anything, I, I, I feel like I have to see it just to support Halle Berry, because uh, she's, Halle Bailey. Halle right? Bailey, yeah. Because she's obviously, the internet's a horrible place and people are horrible. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm yeah. going to go watch it. Just, if anything, to support her and the vision and the movie itself. So, and I'm actually excited to see it. So I think that should be. And with additional music by Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, you know, Ashman is back. It's going to be, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be fun. But of course, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man, all of those are up there as well, Shazam. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think people are pretty excited for the movies next year. Uh, 94% of people who were polled said that they're going to probably go to the movies more often next year. Um, things have kind of gotten better or as far as, well, the pandemic is still around guys but (laughs) yeah um, you know do i know (laughs) yeah things are a little bit uh, calmed down and people are going out more so uh yeah so next year should be a fun year for movies we'll see who the uh you know what kind of the big surprises next year oh on scream six by the way i'm super excited for scream six i'm a huge scream fan and i cannot wait for scream six so that's another one that's definitely on that list um let me hey can i just um i i gotta just double down on something christian mentioned like Creed three. I don't know why I wasn't thinking about it when, when yeah. we put uh, up. Uh, that's probably my most anticipated film. Okay. The year. Absolutely. Dude, I'm such a fan of the Creed films. I'm mm-hmm. like ridiculous Rocky fan. Like I can quote every single line awesome. from every single movie, even the ones no one likes. Um, and the Creed films, I think were like just a beautiful way to yeah. like, not only pay homage to that, but like start a whole new universe. And I'm dude, I'm so thrilled to see, um, Michael B. Jordan back. He's directing it this time. Yes, um, yes. And then putting him with Jonathan Majors, the plot seems really like um, unique for a Rocky film, uh, Rocky film, um, right. franchise film. Um, and I, it just looks, dude, it looks like a great story. I think it's going to be really awesome. And I think it's going to, I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. Like I think people are going to be like, oh, Michael B. Jordan is a director now. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. Yeah. I love Jonathan Majors. John, I, I, yes. I'm kind of in the same boat as, as Yam with the Creed movies as I am with with as she is with John Wick because like I haven't I honestly oh. haven't watched any of the Creed movies. Um, it's a good marathon. Jonathan, yeah, it is. Yeah, it really is. Jonathan Majors is in it. I'm going to have to because that guy can do anything. And I yeah, you know, Last Black Man in San Francisco was one of my favorite movies that year that it came out. Uh, Lovecraft Country was just yep. Yep. Lovecraft Country. The dude is just a powerhouse and i'll watch oh, anything yeah. the harder oh, they fall anyone watch that? that the harder they fall oh Did yeah, oh, yeah. That? that's right that was fantastic yeah. too that was great um so let us know what you guys think please leave a comment let us know what you guys what you guys what are you guys excited for next week or next next week next year <laughs> all these movies are coming out next week all these movies are coming out next week go see them or they're going to be gone by the end of the year um <laughs> so yeah sorry guys it's been a long it's been a long week and I'm sure yeah everybody week, so. everybody at home uh you know just do a little marathon do one john wick one creed one john wick you should. One creed. <laughs> you should that's perfect that's perfect all right so let's hop into our year in comic book movies and tv um it's been a crazy year i feel like it's kind of been been a little 
bumpy, a little bit rocky at times. But for the most part, I think it was a pretty solid year for comic book media in general. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to start with the TV stuff. We're going to talk about those, kind of give our general thoughts on those. Um, and listen, if something on this list is like your favorite thing, you know, go ahead and let people know, like talk about it, you know, because at the end, we're going to kind of talk about what our favorite stuff was this year. But if, you know, while we're talking about it, Go ahead and give it away if you want. Let them know that this is going to be your favorite thing. So, um, so let's start out because at the be so they're no really in no particular order. So, I didn't really do it by chronological when they were released or anything. I just kind of compiled the list and we'll just kind of go through and just let us know what you guys thought. Uh, so the year actually started out with Peacemaker, uh, which is the Suicide Squad spinoff starring John Cena as Peacemaker. Um, so, what are our thoughts on that? Did you guys? Did you guys enjoy it? Did you guys watch it? What what what, what are your general thoughts on Peacemaker? Uh, yeah, you know, I'll, we did. Yeah, well, you know, I think we should go first. <laughs> I think we should start negative and face it with positive. Uh, Absolutely. You, you know, we in this household, big DC fans, and I have proclaimed my in the middle feelings on Jimothy Gunn uh, <laughs> before. Um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll say this about Peacemaker. Uh, you know, I watched two episodes, uh, and Peacemaker is about the same, I feel, as Suicide Squad. I really liked Suicide Squad, but if I think about it too much, I get frustrated about DC as a whole. Peacemaker is okay. the same, same exact way, man. John Cena, fantastic cast. Fantastic yeah. cast overall. Pretty funny writing, pretty good writing good production you know really it's just a matter of can we allocate this budget elsewhere please James Gunn <laughs> I appreciate okay. that you want all your friends to have jobs I get it and they're funny but Absolutely. I do not think that DC needs peacemaker of all people to lead a high budget TV show uh, gotcha you know it's just a wild thing to do uh, that's pretty much my feelings on it. You know, Yam, you want to say your, your end on that as well? If you have I mean, you kind of covered it. Um, <laughs> I just, I didn't know you watched a couple episodes. I thought, <laughs> I thought someone else showing our account had watched them on our, on our, on our <laughs> profile. So that's a little, that's a little surprising. Okay. Um, no, yeah, I just didn't, I watched Suicide Squad. We watched both Suicide Squads. I also like it. If I think about it, I'm going to get upset. Um, I just felt like after watching Suicide Squad 2, I went, that's that's the guy? That's the one you wanted to make the show about? And I didn't watch the show, but that was just the vibe. I was like, this is who you wanted to right. make the show about? Understandable. about Understandable. The, especially when they there was he was so heavily paralleled with Rick Flagg. I was like, if there was a Rick Flagg show, I don't know what that would look like, but that would be it felt like that would have been better than Peacemaker, especially since they were holding them to like the same, like they were this, they were being paralleled so heavily in a movie. Right. And then the movie, ha like everything happens in the movie. I'm like, wait, so you, now we're, I'm supposed to root for Peacemaker? I feel like if there's a Peacemaker show, I'm, I'm supposed <laughs> to be, you know, at some point I have to be like, oh, that's a cool guy. At the end of Suicide Squad 2, he's not really a cool guy. No, no. <laughs> But they, not they, really. He's just not. Yeah. <laughs> this is so I don't want to say. I don't want to say that the show redeems him because it 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 gives you a reason why he is how he is, but it doesn't redeem him per se, right? So he's still the same kind of a hole that 
he is at the end of Suicide Squad, at the end of Peacemaker. I mean, he does at have the an beginning arc. of Peacemaker. Yeah, at the beginning of Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does have an arc, and he, you know, he does learn and he grows a little bit, and he becomes a a decent human being, <laughs> like a decent, and I say decent. Um, so I, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna steal that from you guys, and and I'm honestly going to say that Peacemaker was my favorite uh, thing this year. Easily, wow. uh, any uh, pretty much any comic book property um, that has come out. Um, I I I love James Gunn, and th- that's not. I feel like he hits my sensibilities one hundred percent. Like his humor, um, how he thinks about his characters, how just kind of like I know this is kind of a, a cliche word to use, but just kind of how like punk rock everything seems. You know what I mean? Like he's got that vibe, um, which I really really dig. And I think uh, even the Suicide Squad had that vibe to it and i absolutely love that and that's what i love about the suicide squad was that it just kind of amped everything up to 11 and just went for it right like it wasn't you know there are these characters that people love and stuff um but he you know james gunn gave his kind of you know put his touch on it and, and made them his characters and made them say his words and to me, it flowed perfectly and it flowed beautifully. <laughs> Every, and I, everything you're saying is exactly what I would say, except right. my tone would be so negative. <laughs> I love that, man. I love that, like, especially because we're on different sides of the yeah. for me. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, man, you tell me. <laughs> Absolutely. No. And I think I, I, I loved, I love Gunn's voice. I think, you know, like, you know, we had talked about this. He likes Scooby-Doo, right? You were talking about how, you know, he wrote, Sco- you know, even the first Guardians movie and even the Christmas special you you liked as well. Um, <clears throat> but I like, you know, even his uh, video game that he did, the Lollipop Chainsaw, I thought was just so much fun. Like, I thought, again, it had that kind of style, that kind of vibe, that, that kind of punk rock attitude, which I think he just kind of conveys really well. And even his really earlier stuff, which was really messed up, things like Tromeo and Juliet, uh, was just completely messed up, but completely up my alley. And I think it just hits my sensibilities better and what the kind of things I enjoy and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, kind of just had that super dark, humorous aspect to it, uh, which I thought was fantastic. So for me uh, personally, like Peacemaker was probably um, honestly my favorite show. And that, that, this in that opening credit scene. It just never got. <laughs> I laughed every single time. The song is amazing. Like I just think that the dance at the beginning is fantastic. I think it's so funny, so smart. I thought uh, it just had this really. It had this really heart. It had a heart to it too, which I was not expecting from the character. Like there were parts of it where like you almost went to tears because like there mm. was something happening and you're like, what is happening right now? I should not be crying during the show. Yeah. Um, but it, but it worked. So um, personally for me, that's where I'm at with Peacemaker. Um, uh, Brett, where were you at with, 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 with Peacemaker? So, so this is kind of James Gunn's thing, right? Is like taking characters that people um, don't care about and mm-hmm. then making them fun and entertaining. And then the whole world loves them. Uh, I, I, I feel like, Look, I'm just going to say it, man. Uh, I think I think James Gunn is the, the Frank Miller of his generation. You know, he, t- he, takes these, he takes these characters that are waning that, or that no one ever even knew. And then he turns them into like very popular characters uh, with his, you know, his vision of, of what he would like to see them do. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm blowing a little smoke here saying he's like Frank Miller. But, you know, <laughs> Frank Miller did the same thing with Daredevil. Like, no one was caring at all about Daredevil at the time. And yep. he, he turned it around and made it into the best book at Marvel for a couple of years uh, in the late 70s and early 80s. Uh, yep. Wrote some of the best storytelling I think has been written over there. Mm-hmm. And then 
Um, then he comes along and takes uh, Batman that no one really cared about anymore and uh, kind of redefines the character for generations to follow. Like the Batman that we know is because of Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. Like the, the, the versions of Batman that we got afterwards were based on the, the, the grit and the feel of Frank Miller's version of Batman. So I don't know. I feel like James Gunn a little bit, though, does kind of do that. Like, like he's taken Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know if you guys remember, but like when that was announced, everyone was like, yeah, who the hell are the Guardians? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why would this be a choice for that? That's the exact same thing um, that was just said about uh, Peacemaker, right? Like, mm-hmm. why would that be the character you would do a story right, right, on, right? right. Um, but, you know, we did it with Guardians and it, it was a huge hit. I mean, people loved it at least the first guardians that everyone absolutely loved i feel like um so yeah it's definitely you can feel kind of like taika watiti has his own um yeah you know he brands the stuff he does with a very watiti hot poker whatever brand um and james gunn kind of does the same thing so you either love him or you hate him it's that sort of thing right yeah it's like, yeah like do you like his vision or not and um i dig it i i don't take it too seriously i think it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. uh, Peacemaker to me was a ton of fun, really hilarious. I like that kind of like ridiculous humor being yeah, thrown into here, this yeah. world. Um, very much like uh, Doom Patrol. I loved Doom Patrol. Um, I, I think just throwing all this ridiculous stuff together is a lot of fun. I, but I don't, you know, I'm not like emotionally attached to Peacemaker, but it was a ton of fun to watch. Cool. Um, I I totally I, I I yeah like you brought up like after the at the end of Suicide Squad too like why like he was such an asshole especially at the end um, would you choose him and I was I was hesitant I remember Kevin you were like we we yeah, had talked about it I remember like, that. definitely check it out and like boy did I because um, I had watched <laughs> one episode and I'm like okay I get I see where we're going with this. Um, but yeah, like you kind of go through the journey of the whole season and it's like, God, you, you kind of like, it, it's, it's not just him, but it's, it's like, you know, everybody else, the rest of the cast and all of their interactions. And, um, you know, James Gunn has this way of like being so crass and like punk rock, but then like just reeling it all back with just real heart and emotion. Yeah. Um, I think that you, you know, we saw it in the Christmas special, like there was some like, whoa. Oh my god! This is a yeah. Christmas special, and then by the end, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I I I would put Peacemaker at my number two spot of uh, okay. comic book superhero television stuff. Um, okay. My spoiler alert: my number one is Sandman. Okay, um, which so, is yeah, which is actually next on the list. Let's let's move on to Sandman. Hey. So I I have not yeah. seen Sandman, which I'm very very ashamed to say. Um, okay, I haven't so, watched it either. Okay, so me and Yammer in the same. Uh, Nick, did you you guys you three watch? Yeah, right? I, I would say it's probably one of the best adaptations of a comic book, maybe. Okay. Period. Uh, I I think if anything, it kind of improves on the the source material because it's more streamlined. They take away like a lot of like the tie-ins to the to the rest of the bigger universe, which I think just makes it really clean. Um, there were some amazing performances. Um. Twice this year, we got oh my god, what's her name? From she was in Game of Thrones, but she was also in, recently Gwendolyn Christie. Gwendolyn Christie, um, as as Lucifer was so good. 
Um, but also there's there's a very particular episode, episode six, uh, one of like the probably the best episodes of television this year, um, let alone the best episode in that season. Um, it's it's the death episode. It's kind of like a, a two part episode, but uh, it's beautiful. I, I loved Sandman. Um, Neil Gaiman's writing, just like his dialogue, his writing, like everything is just like. I, I'm I'm just a sucker for anything that guy does. Um, what I'm, I'm, was that I'm, the episode where the guy gets uh, the gift of immortality or no? Yes. Like what? Yes. That oh episode. my god! I love it. So good. It was so so, so good. good. So good. <laughs> Especially, I think it was a nice break because the episode before that was horrific. Like like borderline like a horror episode. Um, and really like yes. it just makes you got to take a shower after. Like you feel really rough about it. Um, but, but so that good was, as well. I thought it was really good too. Like every episode, was, every episode yeah, was, yeah, it was. But episode six, like the first half of it is like you kind of meet death, and like and it's kind of this beautiful like take on on life, uh, and then it leads into like the second half of the episode, which is just I like it's you kind of have like tears of joy at the end. Like that was so beautifully done. Um, my favorite, my favorite um, superhero, anything uh, or not anything. I wouldn't maybe, maybe. Um, <laughs> this year, but yeah, Sandman for sure. It was an experience. I, I remember I made a post about it early on. I said, "Like this is, uh, I'm I'm so glad that I experienced this because that's what it was. It wasn't just like watching something, uh, taking something. Like it was you were like experiencing this show. It was really, really well done. Yeah, cool. That's all. Uh, Nick, you you said you you did watch it. Uh, so I watched. Parts of it. I watched the first episode, and I've seen the uh, death flaps her wings. Uh, the reason I wasn't watching it the full way through is because I uh, Neil Gaiman is probably my favorite author. Oh yeah, uh, and I decided to reread Sandman in preparation, and I thought that it was just going to be volume one of Sandman. I start watching the show, and I was like, oh, <laughs> this is a lot of later stuff too. There. You know, they're tying in plots from throughout so that it's more of a plot-driven gotcha. show, whereas the comic is more um, story-based. Like, it's not as much of a... a it's almost an anthology. It's not linear, kind of, yeah. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's much more of like a poem, you know, the, the graphic novels. But, I mean, you know, it's been one of my most anticipated things. It's beautiful. It's a really, really yeah. hard graphic novel to adapt almost anything right. Neil Gaiman is, but he worked on it himself. So I mean, yeah. the cast is amazing. And, <sighs> you know, I think it, it came out as, as good as it possibly could. There, there's not much of a yeah. better way to make it. Absolutely. You know, speaking also, of Gaiman, um, sorry, sorry. Shout, shout out no. to Boyd Holbrook. Um, he's kind of my favorite. I've I'll, Sam Rockwell, like um, there's, there's, I have like a list of like, underrated actors i feel like i, I think everybody loves sam rockwell but oh, yeah. ben, ben foster's on that list for me too i love ben foster yes. um boyd boyd holbrook man um as the corinthian absolutely like so cool so cool i we <laughs> yeah. just we just have been binge watching um narcos too and he's he's in that um which is is just like so much fun to watch after all this so we're, we're in the middle of narcos mexico now so um but anyway fantastic sandman no. Very cool. Yeah, we're uh, looking to give it a shot soon. Um, we're so behind on our TV, especially like yeah, TV shows. There's we're, so much. We, we're like halfway through Wednesday, and there's no reason why we haven't finished it. Nothing like it's a good show. We just haven't mm-hmm. got back to 
to watching it. Uh, we really enjoy when we watch them. Um, so let's move on to some uh, some Marvel, some uh, Disney stuff, Disney Plus stuff. Uh, so let's start out with uh, Miss Marvel. So I'm going to go ahead and just say it. I actually really liked Miss Marvel. I thought it was great. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought that the uh, it kind of reminded me of like Scott Pilgrim meets the MCU, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, I thought that um, I'm gonna, I forgot her name. Imani, I can't remember. Imani. I thought she was fantastic. I thought she was great. And the cool yes. thing about her is I love watching interviews mm -hmm. and stuff with her. And she's just. She's really a fan. She's like, a nerd. Yeah. She's so good. Nerd. She's, I thought she was incredible yeah. in it. Uh, I thought the show was a lot of fun. I thought it did kind of lose itself a little bit towards the end when it really kind of gets into the villain story and stuff like that. Like all these comic book superhero things do, right? They kind of get lost in, you know, the big spectacle CGI stuff and everything like that. Um, but I thought it was really well done. I had a blast with it. I love the music. I love the, um, I love the, the, um, just the family aspect of it. I thought that was really, really cool. The cultural aspect was really, I thought we needed that. And I thought that was fantastic. Uh, I thought it was all really, really well done. I had a blast with it. Uh, what do you guys think? Um, I, I was a big fan of it in the beginning. I think it totally fell apart at the end. Um, the mm -hmm. writing got really messy. Um, uh, but I, I love the spirit of it. I, I love, um, oh my God, are you, we just said her name. Um, Iman Vellani, yeah, Iman she's Vellani. so charm, so charming, and so funny. Um, she was fantastic, um, but yeah, I think towards the end, like the last few episodes, um, they they did like a weird time travel thing that didn't even make sense to me. Like, why were we even doing that? Mm -hmm. um, and then that last episode was just like, what? what? Stop it. Um, <laughs> yeah, she went back to the the occupation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was cool, like educationally, because I got to learn a lot about like Pakistan and like you know its history, mm -hmm. and I thought that was really cool. But then I also felt like story wise, like this is kind of okay. Um, mm -hmm. sure. Um, I, I liked like the color grading was a lot of fun. The music was fun. Like the music choices were fantastic. Like yeah, I'm always, I love the music. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, I would say it was kind of middle. I I I consider myself a Marvel guy, right? So, mm -hmm. um. And I have said before, like on previous podcasts, that I I think, and this was before Black Adam. I, I was I was saying that DC was kind of killing it this year. Uh, between Sandman, I know Sandman wasn't like it is still a DC property, but between Sandman, Peacemaker, uh, the Batman, which is my number one superhero movie of the year, um, I, I felt like DC was totally killing it. Um, I I am happy to watch all of this stuff, and I I think the only thing on this list I really missed out on this year was The Boys, unfortunately. And I'm hearing from everybody it's like incredible. So one of these days, it's just so much TV this year. Um, but yeah, I, I would say Miss Marvel of, of the the Marvel Plus stuff or the Marvel Plus part of the the Disney Plus <laughs> stuff. Um, I, I would put Miss Marvel kind of look right at the middle, like upper upper middle, if I was rating them. Listen, what do you guys think? Uh, I loved, I loved the character stuff. I did not love the superhero stuff. Uh, that, like all the interpersonal stuff in that show was really good. All the family mm -hmm. stuff, like you said, um, the history lesson of it all, uh, the cultural stuff. What I didn't like is the superhero story that they told. Like I right. thought the villains were lame. I thought the DODC is like incompetent. Um, I thought that it, it, it was just a really lame superhero story going on in the background of some really great character moments. Yeah. So, okay, you know, no, fair enough. No, totally cool. What about you guys, Nick? Uh, 
Yeah, did you guys watch it? Uh, yeah. We watched it and we loved it. Okay, it was great. Yeah. I <laughs> I feel like it could have used one more episode, just one okay. more episode, just to kind of iron some stuff out, or two more episodes. That's how I feel about most of the Marvel shows. Some of them, they just need more episodes because it gets so jam-packed in the end and a lot of stuff gets lost. So I feel like at the end, and so I was kind of expecting that, like episode by episode, I was like, when am I, when am I going to feel like they needed an extra episode? When did they need right. more time to explain that? And it took me a little bit. So <laughs> that was, that's like, that was my, that was the standard I was kind of following. And then, yeah, it was towards the end. I was like, yeah, you know, it's just one more episode, but I really liked it. Um, and that's more than I can say because all the other Marvel shows, I really liked them. It's the ones last year. And I was like, oh, you probably could have used a couple more episodes. <laughs> I like, kind of had to convince myself I had to like it. But for Miss Marvel, I didn't, I, just, I was able to watch it smoothly. I, I really liked it. That's all I can say. I liked it. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I thought, um, I mean, I really liked it. I, it was probably up there in my Marvel shows this year. Um, I feel like I've been leaning a little more on the shows than the movies recently. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought it was really fun. I liked that it had its own voice. Um, I yeah. actually really liked the time travel episode. Uh, I was That was probably one of my favorites, actually. I thought that the production was really cool to see. And uh, I don't know. I guess I liked it a lot. Um, maybe I need to rewatch it because now I'm like, oh, I had a really <laughs> positive view on Miss Marvel. Uh, mm -hmm. My only, like, negative takeaway on that was, like, yeah, the villains were a little bit, like, their motives weren't maybe all there, so, yeah, I could have used, like, a, another episode Absolutely. or so, maybe some more writing for the villains, mm -hmm. um, but I really just, I mean, maybe my own one complaint is that they totally changed her powers to kind of mm -hmm. maybe suit the uh, Marvel plot they're going in with, like, mm -hmm. the Ten Rings and all the alien technology. Right. Right. Um, but, you know, aside from changing her powers, I really liked it. Cool. Yeah. No, I thought it was a, a fun show. Um, now, the next one seems to be quite divisive amongst the general public, especially Twitter. Uh, we all love Twitter. We're all, we're all fans. Um, She-Hulk. Let's talk about She-Hulk. Um, so She-Hulk, She-Hulk, She-Hulk. Sorry. She-Hulk. <laughs> she um, I, I really, I, I enjoyed it too. I thought it was really great. I think the final episode kind of cemented it as one of the greatest just uh, the, the, it made the series that much better um I thought it was fantastic I thought the Kevin the Kevin Feige homage in that was just incredible I thought it was great uh made me laugh so hard and I just I had a lot of fun with that one it was like every week I actually was really excited to see what was going to happen like next and it was kind of you know just a sitcom right it's just s s funny just didn't really have a huge like you know plot or anything it was just her just trying to survive and date and, and uh, just live her life be successful right like any of us want uh, which I thought was fantastic and I, I I thought it was good and a lot of people talk about the CGI and stuff and I thought you know you're, you're talking about a TV show first of all right I mean it is Marvel they should throw a little bit more money at it but 
to me, it worked within the confines of the show. I thought for what the show was, the CGI was was good. It was it was perfect for what it needed to be, uh, and I I thought she was uh, Tatiana Maslany, right? Tatiana Maslany. Yeah, Maslany. She's fantastic. She's hilarious. She's uh, I love her. She's she's great. Um, so I have I really honestly have no complaints about She Hulk. I, I wish I did. Um, but I thought it was, I, for what it was, I thought it was just, it was just super, I thought it was exactly what it wanted to be. It didn't really, you know, it was unique. It was different. It was its own thing. And I really liked that about it. So um, please, let's hear your guys' thoughts. I would like go. to go first. Oh, please, yeah. please, 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 please. Thank you. I will take it. I've been a Tatiana Maslany fan for uh, well over a decade now. So when okay. I found out she was casted as She-Hulk, I was very excited. I felt she was perfect. Um, perfect for anything, extremely talented. Absolutely. And then I, I was hoping, I told you how I kind of felt whenever I'm watching these shows, I'm just waiting. I'm like, okay, when is it going to be that they needed one more episode? Maybe they could have added one more episode just for funsies. I, tr- this show for me was truly 10 out of 10. Cool. I, yeah. I, it was so good. And then that final scene, I um, paused, I paused it and I had to take a beat because I was like, I don't know what they're going to do. I know what they're about to do right now. Mm-hmm. But I had to pause it. I was like, okay. And the entire time I was watching it, my jaw was on the floor. That was one of my favorite parts because it does call out like the, it so did. you're going to end it all with a big fight scene? I don't yeah. think so. I was like, oh, that's great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for not doing that. Because literally what she said at the end about the Hulk coming in, I was kind of like, I was like, oh, that's exactly how I felt because he's in the beginning of the show, right? Plot-wise, it makes sense that her cousin, cousin, that's how she gets her powers. And then he's gone the entire time just to show up at the very end. <laughs> and he does show up at the very end. But I was I was kind of like, oh, okay. Kind of bummed out at the very, very last minute. They're squeezing in this fight scene. They're doing this whole thing. They're making more about the Hulk than her personal problems. And then snap, it was gone. And right. I thought that was beautiful. And oh, I one of my favorite one of my favorite Marvel characters ever, Daredevil. Just being just being in there. I think I I think I whatever I was drinking, I think I choked on it when he showed up. <laughs> I yeah, I was very excited. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I just I really I really do love that it was just like it knew what it was. It was just you know what was it? She called it illegal comedy drama. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. It was great. And I was so excited. And then I was so sad. I was like, oh my gosh, the next one is the last episode. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so. Yeah. I, um, of the Disney plus Marvel stuff, I, I would put She-Hulk at the top of my list for the year. Um, surprisingly, I know, like like you said, it's very divisive. Um, I There were a lot of people that were like death threats and craziness. Um, first of all, I'm not super attached to, to She-Hulk as a character. So this was just fun to me. I do know her history of breaking the fourth wall. Um, and it being like a really tongue-in-cheek comedy. Um, I also love Tajan Maslani. She was fantastic. Uh, really funny. Again, also really charming. Um, yeah, I just yucked it up for like, I, I think a fan, being a fan of like 90s sitcoms, this kind of was just exactly. like, this is what I wanted. That's fantastic. This was great. Um, I, yeah, again, I don't know, trying to find something the CG wasn't always great, but it didn't have to be. No, right? exactly. Not like, that was my know? thing, too. So, I mean... They made I, it good where it needed to be good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I, I think there were there were some, like, really funny characters. 
um, you know, like I, I know what Kevin this whole time, like every every project is its own, like, oh, this is this genre and this is right. Spider-Man movies are going to be John Hughes movies from the 80s and the 90s. Like, so, yeah, I, and I get, you know, this was our, our legal comedy sitcom from the 90s. So and I was that's yeah, all it needed to be for me. Um, I think because I wasn't attached to the character originally is why I, I got to enjoy it because. I love Moon Knight. Here's like a little Moon Knight action. Um, and I wasn't the biggest fan of the show. Well, we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, She-Hulk, man, I got, I could do my regular two-hour rant that Yam has to hear about how Marvel, <laughs> has, treated, how Marvel <laughs> has treated the Hulk in the past few years. Mm-hmm. But none of that applies to She-Hulk. It was a 10 out of 10 show for me as well. I mean, it was just a good time. And, you know, after... Yeah so much heavy stuff from marvel even in the shows you know you get war after war king is coming setting up for the next thing it was just refreshing man it absolutely to watch it absolutely brett yeah it was a nice break man i like like you said uh take it as it if, if you take it for what it was uh i thoroughly enjoyed it and i think the people that didn't enjoy it did not take it for what it was they didn't know what it was right. uh, they didn't care what it was they went in preparing to hate it um i just you know i let it take me on a journey like i try to do with most things and i, I thought it was refreshing man I, I think all these series have been uh great in doing their own thing and giving us like a, a slightly different genre than the last one gave us and, and they all have their own little twist on like what, what kind of a show they are like you've got buddy cop stuff you've got sci-fi stuff you've got um you know teenage angsty stuff you've got mm-hmm. like all these different types of storytelling and um it was just it was another one every time i think that they're out of stuff to to homage uh or out of different kinds of shows to give us then they give us another one and i'm like oh yeah i forgot about absolutely the, yeah you know the the legal situational comedy like i, I forgot about that like yeah i enjoyed it thoroughly cool absolutely yeah um let's move on to moon Knight real quick um what do you guys think of moon Knight? i personally um Listen, I like Egypt. You know, I don't know much about the character, to be honest. With Egypt. You. <laughs> I, 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 I like Egypt. I like Egypt. I like Egypt. I like, you know, um, I like the mummy a lot. Um, I, I, I thought this show, I thought this show was, was fine. I thought it was okay. I, to me, it just felt like I, I just didn't really, I, again, I didn't know much about the character. So, but there was really nothing for me to grasp on with, you know, with the character. Um, so I just, I just didn't really fully get into it. I didn't, never invested in it. I don't know if it was the story. I don't know if it was Oscar Isaac, you know, cause I think he's fantastic. Um, but um, I thought it had some really cool elements. I like the whole, you know, um, the multiple personality stuff was kind of cool and and how he'd wake up from doing something and like, you know, suddenly be doing something completely different. I thought was really great. Um, but um, otherwise I, um, yeah, I don't know. There's probably kind of, I guess if I, there's like a tier system, you know, I definitely put it like mid tier, like kind of as far as the TV shows go. It's not the worst thing. It's not the best thing. Just kind of somewhere in the middle there. Uh, what about you guys? Yeah, I mean, we're um, big Moon Knight fans, uh, and it was probably, at least for me, it was pretty bottom tier. Uh, it was really, really rushed. I feel like a lot of it didn't make a lot of sense, the the beats they had going in there. Um, it was very 
like they wanted it to be high stakes, but everything felt low stakes. Um, I think my favorite episode is probably the first one. I think it was like the most original and it was like really unique. But after yeah. that, it was just kind of all over the place. And I mean, like, you know, I've read Moon Knight for a long time. He's kind of become a very unique character in this the recent comics in the last like 10, 15 years have been an incredible rewrite of like who he is and his whole uh, uh, personality disorder. So mm. the show kind of just did not deliver, I guess, on what I was expecting or what I wanted. Um, and I really hope in the future, like maybe a season two or Moon Knight in a movie is handled completely differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, I love Moon Knight. He's my little guy. I love him so much. I love, I, that's, I just, I love him. He's great. My favorite little capture of him. And he's asking like, Dracula, where are you? <laughs> he's like, give me my money. And the Avengers are like, he's not here. He's not here. But I have that. It was like one of my wallpapers for the longest time. That's cool. <laughs> nice. I made it my little Animal Crossing flag. It was completely pixelated. You couldn't tell what it was. But I, I knew what it was. And that's all that mattered. So I was really excited for the show. I love Oscar Isaac. I absolutely hated this show. Okay. I, across, it was not the the first episode was so good, and I would watch it right now. Like I have like I have I'm like I want to go watch it. I'm just, I'm like, I I loved it, and then it was it was just kind of downhill from there. I just I feel like that show needed maybe three more episodes because there was so much it information just, they were yeah. to throw at us all at once. And then mm-hmm. what Nikish was saying about the beats, I was like, everything with Layla, I feel like was just, it was not good. <laughs> I, what they were trying to do, like this weird love, like that weird love triangle, it just was not, it was not what they wanted it to be. And if they had just, I don't know, maybe focused more on like the marriage, like their marriage first, mm-hmm. then going into some more nuanced things that would have made it a little better for me. But oh, was it, that was like six episodes or eight episodes. Six. It was, six it was only episodes. six. The whole thing. Only yeah. six episodes, and other shows had more episodes too. Mm. So it just made me like it was just it was too much stuff in too little time. And there are only so many times where I can you know just just as like a show watcher, not even as like a just like if I'm not interested in the content at all before going into it. There's so many times I can go, oh okay, I guess I have to accept that now okay <laughs> like let me just let me just readjust here okay but it was just some some of those beats are just too jarring and I was like where did that happen why is this happening I guess we're doing this now it was just as a tv watcher it was kind of confusing and so I was I was really bummed out about midnight and that was my like most anticipated show yeah, for yeah really year. really it was seriously yeah 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 Gotcha. What about you guys? What do you guys think, uh, Christian? Brett? Brett? Uh, I I enjoyed it quite a bit, honestly. I, 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 yeah, and I think that I think the the, tr- the trick to it is uh, is not knowing or having any attachment to the character. So, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I actually I purposely avoided uh, finding out too much about the character or reading up on him once I realized that, that the show was going to happen because I've always been intrigued. I've always um, known of the character uh, yeah. and. It, when I heard there was going to be a show, there was like something in me that wanted to go find out about him. And then a part of me that was like, I'm going to let them tell me the story because you know, whatever story they want to tell the MCU likes to change 
a lot of things around about characters, give them, you know, change up their origins or power set, whatever it is. And I didn't want to be influenced by it. So that's how I went into it. And doing that, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I, I agree that the, the, the Layla stuff, the relationship stuff wasn't the best. Um, but I, I thought I'm in full agreement that the first episode was the best of, of the episodes. Um, but I loved, I love Ethan Hawke as the villain. Um, I loved his character in it. I just, that first scene in the first episode where he's mm-hmm. putting glass in his shoes. I was like, Oh, this is a, this is a different kind of villain. I like this. Um, I thought he was a great, a, a great villain. And I thought it set up, you know, some stuff going forward. And I also love that it didn't feel the need to connect itself to the rest of the MCU. Like uh, it felt like its own little thing, you know, and I kind of miss that. It's like getting MCU stuff that doesn't right away feel like it's super embedded in the MCU storyline. Right. Like maybe it connects later on somewhere, you know, maybe uh, we get him uh, running into, you know, jack russell and man thing at some point and we get him in a halloween special and that's how they do it you know like right that would be fine by me i i'm kind of i'm kind of happy with the fact that it wasn't like super embedded with the mcu it was his own little pocket story so yeah i enjoyed it christian i did not enjoy it either um (laughs) i i also i'm a huge moon knight fan i i love i there's like a 2005 2006 uh, run on moon knight that i was reading i think it was like another reboot and then recently like the 2015 2014 2015 run um huge fan of that too i hated stephen grant so much um I wanted to punch him in the face. I'm not like this alpha male who's like beats up on beta males. I'm not that guy. But oh my God, I hated Stephen Grant so much. Like he was so obnoxious in such a point. Like, and then my favorite episode was episode five, was like the whole realization and like Stephen and Mark kind of understanding each other. But by even by then, I think it was too late. I'm like, that was a good episode, but I still don't give a shit. Like I hated Stephen Grant so much. And like he was such a, an obnoxious foil. Like he's like, okay, oh, oh, bugger, give me my body back. But like, <laughs> you know what the stakes are. You know, like what's at stake, and you're still like, I don't care. Give me my body back. I just want to go back to the museum. I'm like, God, yeah. kill this guy. No, it's like, like you're <laughs> way past the museum yeah. now, dude. I know. I just yeah. I couldn't with with him, and it was like Oscar Isaac is brilliant, and like it was fantastic. Um, and then and then they and they introduced Jake at the end, and then and like his name is is what's his name Jake Lockley Jake Lockley Jake Lockley, and then he, he's like orale vato, and then like all of a sudden he's like a Mex- <laughs> like a Spanish accent, and I'm like, where Oscar? You're doing too much, bro. Yeah, I think you you kind of yams. You said it best. It it was like ten pounds of shit shoved into a five pound bag. It was way overstuffed, yeah. way overstuffed. Especially episode five. And then the season finale is, is yeah. the next one. Yeah. What? You, what you have that? this huge revelation and then yeah. it's like fight time. And I'm like, oh yeah. God, come and on. And can we talk about, so with Moon Knight, one of the biggest, biggest things Moon Knight fans love is Mr. Knight. Mr. Yes. Knight in the comics comes out and he's a separate entity than Moon Knight. And he's like, probably one of the coolest designs so they, cool. they, they nail the design in the show so everyone's so like good. mr knight's in the show no mr knight is not in the show he is just like no, costume what is he's like, like, grant 
Yeah. yeah. Everyone was so excited for that poster of him with the shirt rolled up. Yeah. Was like, Everyone yeah. was so with the vein. Everyone was going crazy. And then you're telling me it's that little guy? It's no. little yeah. Stephen Grant with it's his Stephen Grant? Cockney accent. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was something else, man. <laughs> Mr. So, Matt yeah. goes apples and pears. Wanna work the museum? <laughs> so it looks like we got we got some we got some mixed reaction on yeah we got some mixed reaction on Moon Knight which is hey great. if we it's get a season fantastic. two and they just bring in better writers and maybe I I saw interviews with Oscar Isaac and he was like I wanted to do this I wanted to treat like Stephen Grant like somebody who was tall but didn't want to be tall and I'm like maybe not give Oscar so much freedom <laughs> on designing the character like maybe bring the writers in. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so the next two, uh, the last two we're going to talk about on the TV side, uh, we're going to blend into one. Uh, there's the Marvel special presentations that they did. Yes. They did two this year. They did um, uh, Werewolf by Night and the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Um, so what I want to do is kind of go around and just give us your quick thoughts on both of those. What do you guys think? Which one did you like out of the two? If you had to pick one to watch on, on repeat, which one would you guys choose? So uh, Nick, we're going to start with you um, out of those two. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm sure Dan James got all things. No, no. I, I like the holiday special a lot, actually. But if I had to rewatch one, man, I'd watch Werewolf by Night right oh, now, yeah. dude. That, it was stylized. It was beautiful. It had great acting, great effects, practical effects. And I could watch, I could hang up right now and watch that, dude. That was <laughs> probably one of the best Marvel things. I mean, it, it struck every nerve in my body. I loved it so much. Very cool. Uh, Yam, what about you? No, yeah, same. I, I, I famously don't like Guardians of the Galaxy, um, but I loved Guardians of the Galaxy, the Christmas special. I like the first movie, but um, the Christmas special, I, when Nick put it on, I was like, this is 45 minutes of my time. And then I watched it because it's Christmas, and I really liked it. <laughs> yeah. It Kevin was great. Bacon. It, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, exactly. It was funny. It has my favorite Christmas song. It, it, was, it was great. But Werewolf by Night, Nick and I have already watched three times. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. So yeah. good. Yeah, no, like you said about the, the the practical effects, it's wonderful. And then at the end, when everything kind of gets everything comes into color, the first thing I saw was um oh, what's her name? I forget her name in the it was Elsa. Laura Donnelly, right? Oh, that's yeah, it was her her red jacket. And what I told Nick was like, if I, cause like the jacket goes with, with the bloodstone and that's, I love that for, I love that for costuming, but if they hadn't done it in, um, if they hadn't done it in black and white, then everyone's first thought of her would be, oh, she's the bad guy. Oh, she right. is like, she left for a bet. She left for selfish reasons instead of her own reasons. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, she left for like the same thing. Not really though. <laughs> um, you know, it's like, she's being selfish. She's just coming back for the money. She's just doing this, this and that, but because everything's in black and white and you don't see that red jacket, she's not color coded as the villain I Love that. and it's great. So then, but the thing is her jacket is red for her family stone, you know, for her heirloom, not because she's the villain. And so just through seeing that reveal and then watching it again, just knowing, just knowing her jacket is red. It's that was so that that's that tiny little piece. That was so wonderful for me. Awesome. Oh my God. And, oh my, and, um, oh What's his name? Gael Garcia Bernal. Gael Garcia Bernal. Yeah, I love that guy. Again, another little guy. I love him. He's fantastic. <laughs> and then he's just fantastic. seeing him, he's just you know he's supposed to be. I'm like he didn't kill people. Of course he did it. Yeah. Anyway, ten out of ten. 
Gotcha. <laughs> what about you, Brett? What you got? What do you think about those two? I thoroughly enjoyed both of them. I think they're some of the best things Marvel put out the entire mm-hmm. year. Um, I, I agree. I think Werewolf by Night slightly edges out Guardians uh, just for its, you know, extra stylized stuff. Like it's all it, it's very unique, um, whereas Guardians isn't necessarily unique, um, but it was a, a lot of fun to watch. And um, rewatchability, they're both incredibly rewatchable. Uh, I will rewatch Werewolf by Night uh, just on a whim. As everyone else said, like I could rewatch it right now. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the holiday special is in my Christmas rotation now from now on. So I'm going to be watching oh, it at least yeah. once a year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Christian, what about you? I agree with everybody. Um, as much as I love the Christmas special, it's Werewolf by Night. I We've talked about this before, too. I'm a big fan of Itumama Tambien. So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of cool that Werewolf by Night was releasing on top of Andor. So yeah. on Disney Plus, yeah, I can see Diego Luna and see Gael Garcia. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's really fun. It was a, it was a really fun little quick little fifty minute, uh, but like beautifully shot. And um, I forget the director, the composer, whatever. Oh, um, he Chia, should Chia he should direct more. That's fantastic. Yeah. He he was great. Um, well, yeah, see more good stuff. So, yeah, no, good. I'm 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 on the kind of agreement with all you guys. I think um, Werewolf, I love them both, but Werewolf by Night definitely edges them out. I love these special presentations. I kind of wish Marvel kind of, I hope Marvel utilizes them more in the future uh, to introduce kind of, you know, a little bit more minor characters and then kind of, you know, they can team up and Avengers or something like that later on, you know, but I thought, I thought it was really, really cool. Uh, Werewolf by Night, uh, the directing, the direction in that just astounds me. It was his first Mm. movie as a director. Really competent. Um, but obviously he's learned from some of the greatest out there, you know, I mean, he, he knows what he's doing and it felt very confident and he was just, he was there and the movie just felt so, it felt so, it was just amazing. And I absolutely loved it. Has, uh, the anybody, black and white seen, uh, has anybody seen director by night, the behind the scenes for that? I did. Mm-mm. Yes. Dude, it's, it's really cool. I recommend it. Um, if you like that kind of behind the scenes stuff, it's different than like the Marvel assembled they've been doing. It's much more of a documentary, and it's actually really, that. really cool to see. It's a very, very cool behind the scenes of the director. Yeah, it was very, very good. I loved it. Um, all right, so that wraps up the TV section. Um, what we're going to do now, we're going to talk about the movies this year. Um, we're going to kind of just kind of go down the list, though, a little bit quicker uh, this time, just so that, and then at the end, we'll talk about what our favorites were out of this year. Um, so when we get to the movies, just feel free to kind of say, hey, it was good. It was bad. It was mid whatever you know, whatever you want to say and then once we get to the end we'll we'll, we'll each just kind of uh, talk about our favorite this year uh what we really liked and what we probably didn't like as much um so let's start obviously i think this one uh, is going to be pretty pretty popular with everybody uh the batman what do you guys think of the batman um guys fans uh let's just go around the table nick yeah fantastic uh great great movie all around good dm yes it was great yes. Okay. I, went, I went in for one reason left for two it was great <laughs> that's good i like to hear that uh brett what do you think i think it invoked uh the best of the batman comics in, in the last 20 years i think uh it there were elements of long halloween in there elements of hush in there um i love it just felt so much more like a detective story so much more like a batman comic um uh, I've been rereading uh, Scott Snyder's Batman recently, oh, yeah. and, like, Court of Owls and stuff. I think that fits perfectly in this universe. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I, this is might be um, 
my favorite version of Batman. Not to say that it's necessarily my favorite actor as Batman. Um, right. But I, I definitely think the feel of this film feels more like Batman comics than any other Batman film I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Uh, Christian. It's def- this is my number one for the year. Yeah. Um, uh, as I love Batman. I feel like I've grown up with Batman movies. You know what I mean? Michael Keaton. I love Michael Keaton. That's still my favorite Batmobile. I don't know, man. This new Batmobile. Batmobile. I want that. Um, But yeah, this feels like I feel like with all the Batman movies in the past, it's always been hijacked by the villains, right? Like it's always like you think Mm -hmm. of the movie and you think of the villains. And I feel like this is Batman's like first batman centric movie where it's like we really get to like he gets a good arc we get to learn more about him um you know we see him grow you know and i, I thought that was that was really fantastic also uh I, his name is escaping me right now there's two standout performances um both of their names are escaping me right now gordon fantastic like he was oh, so yeah. good um and then oh my god penguin what uh colin farrell colin farrell thank colin you farrell. Yeah, yeah he was you would if nobody told you like nobody would like that was oh. Colin Farrell. Like nobody would know that was him. Yeah. Like, hey, take no. it easy, sweet eye. Like, so good. Like, <laughs> no way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, watching yeah. the credits, I went, "Where was Colin Farrell?" Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I seriously. Didn't know in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so crazy. Like how how well they did with the makeup and everything. Like he was just he was hiding under there, and his mm-hmm. accent was like nowhere to be found. It sounded yeah. li- nothing like Colin Farrell. It was amazing. Yeah. It was incredible. Um. So let's talk about everyone's uh, favorite vampire anti-hero, uh, Morbius. Um, let's just go around. I already see head shaking. Uh, Nick, uh, yeah, <laughs> dude, you know it's Morbin time, and uh, probably the best meme of the year uh, to come out of the movie they released twice. So so bad it released, released twice, twice. And, and flopped twice. Didn't yep. even succeed by the meme. But a great meme, and you know what? Let's put Matt Smith in more stuff and Jared Leto in less stuff, you know, Absolutely. just to sum it up. Absolutely, for sure. Um, Brett? Uh, Leto's a sport, though, man. I mean, you saw, I mean, he That's poked absolutely. fun of himself. Yeah. Um, I got to say, I... Uh, it wasn't as bad as everyone said it was. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't, listen, there was no hype for me. I didn't go see it in the I saw it after everyone said it sucked, so I went in with really low expectations. And oh, I was like, that, that definitely oh, "Well, that's why you thought it was good." Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "This wasn't that bad, you know? It wasn't terrible. It really wasn't." I, I saw worse movies this year, so um, yeah, yeah I, I didn't think it was that terrible. I, I would say it's like a, a mid-tier 2002 movie. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like it wasn't yeah. exceedingly horrible. It was just like. A very disappointing movie, like a very disappointing 2022 movie. If you just look at the on paper, right? Jared Leto, Matt Smith, uh, Michael Keaton makes an appearance. Adrena, like, like you just go down the list. Like, oh, this sounds like this is going to be really good. Uh, and then it's like, what happened? Uh, which is, I think, more than a couple films this year is like, what happened? Like. It's hard to make movies. We all it know is. this. Like, uh, and it's really hard to make a good movie. So this just wasn't one of those, I think. I, right. I agree. Really I, I agree. Morbius is a great 2006 film. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, Yam, did you did you see it, Yam? Oh, whatever Nick watches, I watch. Except oh, okay. So you did. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. 
We did not. Well, I, I think it. Uh, the I think thoughts. it should have been directed by Sam Raimi. I might have actually, you know, yeah, that might have you know? actually right in his ballpark. Absolutely, you know, Spider-Man so Vampire. It yeah. was a vampire movie without blood. What the actual S? <laughs> right. I was really excited. I was really excited for a vampire movie. I saw it. I was like, oh, okay, new vampire movie, cool. And then Nick was like, it just like told me, it's like, oh, it's a, it's a Marvel. Just real quick, right? It's like Spider-Man villain Marvel. I was like, oh, didn't even expect that. And then I see Marvel. We're in the middle. We're like going to see another film, right? And then I was like, okay, cool. And then just as I heard more and more about it, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to see this movie. <laughs> I was just kind of under the impression. I was surprised that anybody even gave a shit about Morbius to begin with. Because I remember yeah. being a kid and the animated series would come on. I'm like, oh, Spider-Man's on. And I'm like, oh, it's a <laughs> Morbius episode. <laughs> yeah, he had those weird little uh, hand yeah. suckers oh, instead yeah. of things. Like, yeah, gross, dude. Like, oh, yeah. get out of here. <laughs> Put some gloves on, Morbius. Absolutely. Anyway. Uh, so uh, speaking of uh, Sam Raimi, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, that's a movie that I felt like could have used a lot more Raimi and a lot less um, Marvel kind of butting in and, and trying to make it into WandaVision 2.0, 2.5, as well as... Like Doctor a 1.5? 1.5, <laughs> sorry, yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, my brain's off today. I do apologize. Um, but what are what the general thoughts on uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Um, uh, Yam, you want to you start? I liked it. Okay. <laughs> no, that's good. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Christian? I... Oh, no, yeah. I would say I understand why people didn't like it. I did. Mm-hmm. That's cool. it. <laughs> I enjoyed it in the theater. I had fun watching it. Yeah. I, I have yeah. struggled to rewatch it. I'll okay. say that much. Gotcha. Brett, what do you what, what are your thoughts on Doctor Strange? I enjoyed it. I, th- I thought that it more than anything else MCU that came out this year, it moved the universe along. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's the multiverse. I mean, I, that for all of 2022, that was the only thing that really honed in on, on the multiverse. And I think moves us a little closer to like Kang and, and Ant-Man and the Wasp and all this stuff that we're about to get the whole multiverse saga. So for that, I absolutely loved it. Uh, I, I really enjoyed America Chavez and, yes, that was um, a highlight for me. Just her power. I, I, I really like that inclusion in this. And I like I really love the first Doctor Strange film. I, a lot of people yes, like, don't, I do don't too. care about it. Me too. Yeah, me I, th- too. I, th- I, th- I thought it was really great. So um yeah, I'm I'm all in for, for Doctor Strange stuff. I was really good. Nick. Uh, yeah, I'm still really in the middle on it. I'm kind of exactly in the middle on it where I I think it was trying to be a multiverse movie and a horror movie. And both Mm -hmm. of those things, I loved each individually, but because it was pushed together, I think I just came out really, I'm still confused about it. I I need maybe three more years and another Doctor Strange movie to really process it. Um, But, you know, I I always tell Yam, I really liked the trailer for it. And I think the story the trailer sold, I liked more than the movie. So I came out of the movie a little disappointed. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. felt the same way. I was really, I don't watch trailers, by the way. I don't watch trailers. I don't do any of that. Okay. I, even if I, even if I read the book, I'm not watching the movie trailer. Cause like, what if they make changes? I watched Multiverse of Madness trailer immediately. I was so excited for this movie. Yeah. 
And so I walked, I, I watched it and it was, it was fine. I would watch it again. I have watched it again. No, I'm sorry. Great. I've watched it a couple times too. I'm a, I'm a big Sam yeah. Raimi fan. I love Sam Raimi. I think he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I, I, I felt the struggle between him wanting to do what he wanted to do and Marvel yeah. obviously needing to tell their story. Um, so it just kind of got that conflict of interest there, um, which kind of, I felt that a lot in the movie. So that's what kind of took me out of it. I feel like if they had just let Raimi just go bonkers and insane and just do his own thing with it, I think it would be a completely different story for me. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, overall, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I thought it was fine. I, America Chavez, I thought was fantastic. Um, and I thought, I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was fine. I really, really enjoyed it. We saw it in theaters, watched it again when it went to Disney plus um, and haven't watched it since, but it's still up there and I, I really enjoyed it. It was really let's good. let's get Rami on let's get Rami on blade, man. Let's get Rami on blade. That's, yeah, absolutely. That's the move. 100%. That would be sick. Yeah, I would totally love that. Um so it's uh Thor, Love and Thunder. Guys, again, another pretty divisive one. There's Brett with his thumbs down. Um yeah. uh, uh uh Nick, what what do you think about uh Thor Love and Thunder? Me and Brett, I think, are maybe two sides of the same beautiful nerdy <laughs> coin. Because I really like, I really like Love and Thunder. I I went in Ugh. kind of expecting the worst because of what I'd heard about it. So I came out of it liking it a lot more than I thought I would. I do not. I think Ragnarok was significantly better. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And so I think that set a really high bar. But I hate Thor one and two. So <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder to me was like, ah. Oh, it's better than Thor one and two. The bar was in hell. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I, I know people wanted more from Gore the God Butcher. Um, mm, sure. Because if you read comics, of course. Oh my God. Of yeah. course you want more from Gore yeah. the God Butcher than what they gave us. But I don't know. I I It wasn't the worst on my list. I'll say that. Okay. No, fair enough. Um, we already got Brett's opinion on it. uh christian what do you think uh it was it was not as good as ragnarok i still really enjoyed it i had fun with it Uh, it made me laugh um i i think i i know what the expectations are i think like thor's our last like legacy avenger left in the mcu um oh yeah hawkeye exists sorry um but uh i mean i i think like everybody and, and especially now with the news that like we might not get another thor movie uh, you know, it's, I guess people can be really disappointed with it, but I, I didn't. There was a lot of fun stuff in there. Um, I like what they did with with Jane. I thought that was really cool. I did want more from Gore because God Bomb and God Butcher, like those those comic runs, Jason Aaron, right? Like uh, incredible. Like there there was like they did like part of the story, but there's like another big part of the story where you get to see like three Thors like through time, like team That's up, true. which is so epic. Um, and we didn't get to see that and that would have been really cool but uh, we can't go wrong with Christian Bale he was still like a lot of fun to see mm-hmm. so um, I, I thought there was there's a lot of, and the way it kind of ended was really beautiful like I I, um, mm-hmm. I I think looking back I probably had more fun with that than I did with Doctor Strange and I'm not saying that I didn't like Doctor Strange like I, I really enjoyed it it's just you know um, I, I would uh, for the, the MCU movies this year uh, Black, Black Panther is at the top of my list Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't it didn't move the universe you know what i mean but i think it was way more like intimate and i think it hit me more emotionally than the absolutely other so for sure uh yeah but did you, you, you like love and thunder 
I love Love and Thunder. I'm also a big, I, I just like, I like all the Thor movies. I, I take them as they are. I'm just a big Thor fan. So mm-hmm. that's, that's that. And then one of the first comics that Nick gave me um, when we got together was um, Jane Foster's Thor. Oh, and nice. I read that. Yeah. So that was, that's just one of my, I still, it's in my closet. I still <laughs> have it. It's one of my favorites. And so being able, I never thought we'd be able to see her on screen. And so being able to see her on screen just made me ecstatic. And, you know, but it's just one of those movies. Like, I don't want to be, I know people are critical of it. I'm not. <laughs> right. I just, I'm just take it for what it is. I'm like, it was nice. And the ending was really sweet. And everything with Jane at the very end was, was very, like, I was, at first I was a little, I was a little sad, even though I know it's like how it goes. But right. like seeing her at the very end, I was like, oh, that's yeah, so, that like, cool. I almost wanted to tear mm-hmm. up. That was just so, it was so heartwarming still. I was like, oh, she deserves to be there. Yes. Absolutely, no, one hundred percent. I uh, I was uh, I I like the first Thor movie. Not a fan of the second Thor movie. Uh, Ragnarok just kind of obviously you know put new life into the franchise. Uh, Taika Waititi, uh, he's one of those directors that I love as well. I love his style. Mm -hmm. I love everything he brings to the project. And I thought Love and Thunder was really well done. And I freaking I do I love the goats. I'm sorry, a lot of people hate the goats. I thought the goats were hilarious. (laughs) I laughed every single time, um, and I still do. Every time, and I, I just think I just thought it was a lot of fun. So I really, and really Zeus, how it. hilarious was that? The whole Zeus. Zeus oh Zeus my god! Yes. Hercules at the end. Yeah. Oh my god! Hercules. Um, Roy Kent from um, Ted Lasso is going to be Hercules. Um, Brett Goldstein. So I'm really excited for that. Um, so we'll see what we'll see what happens next. Hopefully, we do get another Thor movie where we can see something come of that uh which would be fantastic um next i don't know if any of us have seen this movie i don't know if it's on a lot of our radars i heard it's good though i heard it was good super pets did you uh, nick nick has his hand raised did you guys watch it i may have the most opinions on league of super pets (laughs) anybody else who's above 12 years old um has anybody is anybody familiar like has anybody seen crypto the super dog or, i was yes. gonna say crypto the super dog yes. here's the, the template's thing. right there <laughs> crypto the super dog is an outstanding cartoon and there's a precedent for super pets comics and dc comics right it's wild to me that they took like a popular uh or it used to be popular it's not popular anymore but like there's well-known animals who are pets of the justice league and they have silly Mm -hmm. adventures and instead of just like transporting them onto the big screen they said this is a rock and kevin hart vehicle right oh yeah these two guys the the public can't get enough of these two and (laughs) it's going to be crypto and it's going to be a bunch of random silly animals and it's going to be a lot like i'm not going to lie to you secret life of pets okay (laughs) Yeah, no, when the when the trailer started, when I saw the trailer the first time, um, I was I thought it was another Secret Life of Pets movie. <laughs> I, you, I no one blames you for that. I mean, did you guys actually see the movie though? No. I saw it. No. Okay. Uh Brett, what did you think about what do you think about the movie itself? You, you saw it? I, I I didn't love it. I didn't. Okay. Um I, I see all the kids' movies. I have an eight year old daughter. She, she yeah, so so do we generally. We missed and, out and, um, that. But yeah, we we went to that and I fell asleep during it. And I don't I really don't fall asleep, even you know, during these kids' movies. I 
I mean, what am I talking about? Kids movies. Like I see mostly quote unquote kids movies. Right. right but right. Um, this one, yeah, is a, a little bit lower age range. Um, but I was excited to see it just because I'm like, Oh, this mixes yeah. the stuff my daughter likes with the stuff I like. So, you know, maybe I will enjoy it. Nah, not so much. I, yeah, I fell asleep halfway through and then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The important, the important thing is obviously for a movie like this, did, did she enjoy it? Did she seem, did, was she entertained for this? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think, I think she saw better movies this year. I really, <laughs> right? yeah. Okay, good. Well, hey, yeah. that's totally understandable. And Christian, I'm assuming you have. No yeah, I would say that. Okay. Um, it is on our radar. We are probably save, save we have kids as well. What's that? Said so save your money, folks. Yes, Minions it's on HBO Max. Is out. That is true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on HBO Max, so if you guys want to check it out, you know, um, check it out on there. Uh, so the next one, my favorite movie this year, uh, oh, Black yeah. Adam. Um, I, I personally, I hated Black Adam with the passion. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not even gonna lie with that one i wish i could be more cordial about it and i understand the hard work that goes into movies i i, I respect everyone there i respect the, the artistry of it i respect all that i just i just sat there for two hours waiting for it to be over i didn't want to be there i um and I, I, I didn't you know obviously i go in there expecting you know wanting it to be good i wasn't hoping for it to fail um, but as I was watching, I, there's so many choices made in that movie that I was just like, what are you like? What? I, so who's here seen it? Uh, just show of hands. If you guys watched it. Okay. So Christian and Brett, there's the uh, painted black scene where he's like, everything's exploding around them. And he looks yeah. like CGI rock flying through the wreckage. And it just looks atrocious. Uh, I, I just, I could not stand it. It did feel like the vanity, it felt like The Rock's vanity project more so than a passion project. Um, I just, I had no, I just didn't connect with any of the characters, even the mom and the kid. I wasn't, I just didn't care for it. And I know we've talked a lot about Black Adam on the show, um, but um, but yeah, I personally did not care for it. Uh, Brett, Christian, what are your guys' thoughts on Black Adam? Brett, go ahead. Um, I... I still haven't finished it. I, I, okay. didn't, I, I didn't think it was great. I mean, it was such a run-of-the-mill superhero spectacle. Yes. You know, yeah. big explosions. It's such a rock movie. I mean, it is. Yeah. I mean, not, not to say I, I, I like The Rock, like, as a person, kind Dang. of. Like, I like his, his uh, real-life character that he plays. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a – like, they're, all his movies are very similar, you mm-hmm. know? And he's very similar in all of them. Um, he's funny. Uh, but this movie wasn't even really funny. He wasn't even trying to be funny. So it was like it took the best parts of The Rock and like got rid of those and then just left all the uh, yeah. big crazy yeah. action spectacle stuff. And that's the thing. You give someone like right. The Rock, you know, the super charming, super, you know, he's fun to watch normally on screen. Like no matter how yeah. bad the movies are, like you enjoy it. Even like something like Jungle Cruise, right? Like I yeah. I enjoyed it for what it was. And he played a lot of a part into that. But you take the most one of the most charismatic guys on screen and you take away any charisma that he has whatsoever it's it doesn't work at all personally um, I, I i personally watch all of these comic book films and and you know quote unquote geek films for the storytelling and the and the character development like that's yeah. my favorite aspects of these films like the the, the dramatic 
relationships and stuff like that like the the character's hero's journey but i don't even i don't go to these films really for the big action spectacle at the end like i go for the Mm -hmm. for the storytelling and so this was like all action no real no no real feeling there was no character yeah no substance absolutely christian i think this is First, I, this was bad for the DCEU because it kind of like was the last nail in the coffin. This is yeah. also, I don't think, very good for The Rock's career because like it's crazy how this was like his biggest opening weekend of his career mm-hmm. and also like one of his biggest bombs, like yeah. all in the same movie. Uh, it also just, he's been going on like we've been, we've been talking about this for 15 years. This is going to yeah. change like the whole, like he doesn't give a shit about the DCEU. He doesn't give a shit about the character. Like it's just, it's like, Oh, I, I'm gonna be the villain, like Shazam's villain. No, I only fight Superman. Oh, yeah. the Rock! Like, like, <laughs> come on, man! Like, it, it was so. I the only reason why, why I saw the whole thing is because I saw it in theaters. Like, I mm-hmm. tried same, same. three times to watch it on on HBO Max, and each time I fall asleep within 15 minutes of the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I like painted black. <laughs> like immediately, I'm like, I fall asleep to it. Uh, it's. It, it was definitely my least favorite of of the year um as okay. far as superhero movies and sorry rock sorry buddy um but <laughs> no better know better luck yeah. next time you should have been in this Shazam sequel so yes. 100%. yeah um, i think i think the rock will bounce back i don't think there's <laughs> anything to worry about <laughs> I think, I think he'll, be, think fine. he'll be fine. It's just like he wasn't. I, I don't want to say that he wasn't trying because he put on a lot of bulk and he got super buffed for four months mm-hmm. of shooting. But like he's like he's he from, so like a five thousand year old Egyptian like god, and like he arises now and he just talks like the Rock, like just normal yeah. Rock English. Like there's <laughs> like English. not even like learning English. He just like immediately was like. Hamburgers and pizza, like I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had a universal translator. Yeah, well, yeah that would have yeah. been yeah, that would have been it. cool to see him like learn English, even if it was just for one scene. Like, give it some yeah. logic, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, look, guys, you know I like Egypt, but uh, <laughs> one, it, I mean, it's kind of like if Sony made a DC movie. You know, here's the villain without the hero for some reason. Mm-hmm. For two hours, there's going to be an action scene, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, Black Adam's just not the character you make a movie about. And no, no, no. I, I hoped with the Justice Society that might help, but it's like I need these big studios to really think, why why haven't they sold a single Black Adam comic? You know, why, why aren't there Morbius comics that are flying off the shelves? Well, probably because the... The story's not there for that character. They're not meant to be a leading character. Yeah. I would have preferred a JSA movie. Like, if you yeah. just given me a JSA yeah. movie, oh, yeah. my God, that would have been so that much That would have been that great. Was, what a waste. Yeah. That was the only redeeming factor about the movie, to be honest. Pierce Brosnan, Dr. Fate, I thought he yeah. was fantastic. And Hawkman even, was uh, great, too. Like, yeah, was Hawk, yeah, Hawkman was fantastic, too. But otherwise... The other two, I don't even remember, like Adam Smasher and yeah, Adam Hurricane Smasher, yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember her name. Um, yeah. Let's move on real quick to um, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, I think, uh, who's, have you guys seen it, uh, everybody? Yep. yep. Okay, cool. So I think we're, we're, we're open to talk about it. Um, the movie made me cry at least twice. Um, actually, twice for sure. Um, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was e- emotional. I thought it was... Um, 
I thought it was really, really well done, especially considering what they had to do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they had this whole other plot going on. Uh, they completely had to change everything and get the movie out at a certain time. Um, I thought Ryan Coogler and, and crew did a fantastic job. Uh, everything about it. I mean, the, the movie wasn't perfect. They had its, again, we talk about that big kind of actions, you know, superhero scene at the end where everyone has to fight, you know, the big CGI battles. Um, it fell into that trap just like everything else did. Uh, but otherwise I thought it was really, really, really well done. Um, yeah. What do you think about Wakanda Forever? I really liked, I really liked Wakanda Forever. It was, so I, I saw someone say before I had seen the movie, it was just, I was just, you know, on whatever. And someone said like, the movie isn't, it's not just like a sequel. It's not just like, oh, what do we do next? It was like, it was a movie just like about, about grief and how we process grief and watching, um, oh my gosh, just watching everyone go through what they go through in the movie is I forgot. Oh my gosh, I forgot everybody's name. I keep. I think of the actors. I forget the character names. Right, right. <laughs> so like watching, yeah. yeah, watching Shuri. Shuri. Yeah. right? Yeah, watching Shuri yeah. just process everything. I'm just like, I feel that so bad. It's like you just want to watch everything burn, and then someone gives her the opportunity to do that, and then she doesn't take it because she's like, you know what? That's actually not great. Um, but we should work together. Let's do that. <laughs> and so it's like they feel like the world has turned on them and in a way you know it has and just to and you know, just everything is taken away from her and then you know just through the movie I just kept thinking I'm like dude if I were her I would burn the world at this point yeah and everything at the end of the movie I was like wow they're gonna take her they're gonna take her in a completely different direction I really hope they don't I wasn't like I hope they don't take her in this direction like in that final fight with her and Namor but it was it was like I was ho- I was just hoping for her, not like for the movie. That's how like immersed I felt. I was like, oh my gosh, I hope she doesn't do it. Oh, I mm. hope she doesn't do it. And but it's just I ugh, overall the movie was amazing. The music was amazing. The costume yeah. for both Black Panthers are just outstanding. Absolutely. And yeah, I um, no yeah I I cried. What just like just like one tear, you know, just one tear. I still I will be listening to Spotify <laughs> and that Rihanna song will come on. I'll have to pull over and we're like, I know. God. God damn. That's what um, got me at the yeah. end of the movie. Ugh. I was like, it's a good song. It's yeah. such a good song. It was, no. I, I loved it. It was a beautiful movie. I think it was one of the prettiest, just visually, cinematically, like, right, Coogler, man. Like, I don't know who the, the DP was on this movie, but beautiful. Um, just like the opening. Um, you know the the funeral for for T'Challa, Beautiful like the slow motion yeah. shots, mm-hmm. so gorgeous. Um, Tenoch Huerta, man, as as Namor. Um, I just oh. like my people call me Akukukan, like so yeah. good. I just I just wanted so much more from him. I'm in the middle of watch, like again, like I, I mentioned earlier, we we're watching, um, Narcos, and he's in it. Um, and he's mm-hmm. so different and so cool, though he's still super super cool. Um, but yeah, I I Leticia's her her. Whole, like Her performance own, yeah. was fantastic. Um, Angela Bassett's performance, like, oof, man, powerful. Like, there's just like a lot of like, I, I don't know. Uh, I just, I wanted, I wanted to learn more about like Namor and like that whole world. I just want him to like this show up in the next movie, like real quick, like puto madre, and then like, just, like <laughs> out. I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I fucking, I, I really, really, really enjoyed Black Panther. That was my favorite MCU movie of the year. Cool, uh, Brett. Yeah, I think, I think they had uh, a 
very tall order to fill with this movie saying goodbye to not only the character T'Challa, but the actor Chadwick Boseman. Uh, I think that Mm -hmm. they did it beautifully. It couldn't have been, in my opinion, I think they've done it. They did it the best they possibly could have. I don't think it could have been any better at doing what it did. Uh, Thoroughly enjoyed the film. I thought it was really good. Mm -hmm. Nick, what about you? Uh, You know, man, I loved it. It was it was incredible. I liked it more than the first one, if I'm being incredible. Wow. I know. See, I'm um, still, I got, I need time I, to process. I famously uh, did not like the first Black Panther very much. I, I loved all the actors. I even liked the most of the script. I just felt like it was a Black Panther movie that was not about Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so much of it was not about the main character. And that's, that's a whole other conversation. This movie. Right, right, right. Uh, I mean, it was breathtaking. It was, it was just astonishing, man. My jaw was on the floor uh, at a lot of the parts. Like a lot of it shocked me. And uh, Namor was probably my favorite part. Yeah. Uh, and me and Yam talk about this a lot. But like, you know. Yeah, we always talk about I, I, when I was younger, I had a Namor action figure. And I, I've always been aware of him, you know, the Submariner. And one of the probably lamest Marvel characters, one of the oldest, one of the hardest to adapt, and one of the least likable characters in Marvel Comics. They made him cool. They made (laughs) him, they gave reasons for every weird little thing about him. And I was like, you know, I'm Latino. And I was like, that's because he's Latino. He's yeah. like, my name is Namor. It means no, no heart. No love. Yeah. No yeah. love, no heart. I was like, I was like, this is, <laughs> this is a genius script. He goes, <laughs> my the wings on my ankles are so I can touch the heavens. You know, my ears are like this. I was like, dude, you are making one of the hardest adaptable Marvel characters into the coolest character of the year just by Tanook's like charisma. Yeah. And then also the freaking script was brilliant man i i was astonished i i also it was just really inspired casting because like the notes were is like so charming and like he's just so cool like yeah dude, like i i mean spoiler if you guys haven't seen the movie there's uh, maybe cover your ears if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the movie yet <laughs> but like he kills ramonda and then he like looks at sure he's like you're the queen now um mm-hmm. you know Give, yeah. like gather your dead and take the week to mourn but i'll be back and it's just like he leaves and it's like he's like bye baby like just so cool and i'm like damn i mean <laughs> you murdered her but so cool about yeah, it. yeah why like, am i still rooting for you man? i know like, you suck and then the rest of the movie i'm like you killed angela bassett i can't, <laughs> I can't get excited but he's on screen <laughs> dude oh, yeah. yeah crazy yeah, absolutely no, one hundred percent. I thought I thought it was really, really well done. Uh, the best uh, uh, Marvel movie this year. I, I personally, that's I, I think it is. Um, so just real quick, we're going to go around just talk about if you had to pick one movie out of all these movies that we talked about as your number one pick for the year, what would it be? Um, we're going to start with you, Nick. Uh, what's your number one uh, comic book movie that came out this year? I am going to probably have to say, even though I just hyped up Black Panther in my head so much. I'm fighting saying Black Panther because of how freaking cool that is. Right. I'm going to say the Batman. Okay, fair. Uh, Brett? Uh, we're in agreement on this one. I think the Batman is my favorite <laughs> as well. Yeah. Christian? 
the Batman is in like my top three films all year. So um, it's right up there with Top Gun and with everything everywhere okay. all at once. Very cool. Uh, yeah. I was say I it was it was the Batman tied for me. It was Batman and Multiverse of Madness. Okay, I was so excited for that movie. It was again. I love. I'm a big X Men Scarlet Witch fan, so seeing able to see Scarlet Witch at like her top power level, <laughs> right, which they had been holding her back right? from yes. for years. Uh, but seeing actually being able to see her do that—that's what—that's what got the whole movie for me. I love seeing that. So it, it's the two of those tied for me. Very cool. Uh, I'm going with the Batman. Um, the Batman was fantastic, and I feel like uh, that's our official vote. That's our official uh, outcome for this for this podcast. The official number one comic book movie of 2022 for my public life as an American nerd is the Batman. So thank you guys for um, for joining in on the conversation. That was a lot of fun. Um, so let's go through. Um, so just real quick, I like to do a thing where you, uh, recommendations or just kind of talk about what you guys are watching, what you guys are reading, what you guys are listening to, what you guys are playing. Um, if you guys want to just, you know, throw something out there, recommend someone check out this thing or whatever, let's go and do that. Yam, do you have anything that you're excited about right now that you're checking out that you're excited to get out? Into uh, the world? Well, I, what was it? They, they announced the game Hades 2 just in the past couple of weeks. Hades yeah. 2, I'm very excited for that. And I started playing through. We talked about that this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I, was, yeah. I just started playing through it again. Uh, beat my record <laughs> for my run. Nice. Very exciting. And but yeah, everyone play Hades and um, get Hades too when it comes out. I think yeah. it comes out next March. That's all yeah. I'm going to be talking about for the next year. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally cool. Oh, what about you, Christian? Um, Narcos. We've we've been binging Narcos. We just finished season two of uh the first the pablo run um and neither neither me or my girlfriend are hispanic but there has been a lot of spanish in this house going on because of it a lot of a lot of swearing just a lot of like (laughs) like uh as we do things around the house um but yeah i we are like uh, we're probably gonna go immediately right back to this after i get off of this and and continue another episode so um, very cool yeah awesome brett what about you um currently reading the Snyder Capullo uh, Batman run and thoroughly enjoying it. Um, I love the court of owls. Uh, I read yes. that some years back, but I had never read the rest of the Snyder Capullo run. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm enjoying this, this kind of different version of Batman that they have with the new 52. I'm, I'm kind of digging it. So um, reading through that and, and really hoping that in the Batman universe, they adapt the court of owls very soon. Just to really quickly speak on that, Death of the yeah. Family was so good. Um, Snyder's Death of the Family was such a creepy, unnerving. Like I had to yeah. turn on all the lights and sit with my back against the wall. I like <laughs> I felt like Joker was talking to me. Like it kind of weirdly <laughs> breaks the fourth wall. Awesome read. Anything Snyder does, like I just yeah, I just finished Death of the Family, and now I'm on to the to the stuff where they go back. Uh, z- yeah, zero year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I talked to another guy who absolutely hated it, thought it was a weak uh, storyline. I was like, wow. I don't see it, dude. I love that version <laughs> of the Joker, man. Yeah. Very cool. Nick, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm just starting Mythic Quest. That's a very good oh, nerd yes. show. Mythic uh, Quest is amazing. Started. Very good. So far, yeah. so good. Um, Doctor Who 60th anniversary trailer just dropped for, for my Doctor Who <gasps> fans. 
Uh, Ash Not going to watch it. Ash Ketchum <laughs> keeps stealing my heart with all these reminiscing moments. Uh, little callbacks to 20 years ago. Um, I think that's pretty much it. It's just, uh, yeah, waiting on D&D 6th edition. Very cool. Is that yeah, dropping um, this year? Holy uh, 2023, it should be. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Um, now I'm really excited that you're watching Mythic Quest because I need to talk to you about Mythic Quest now. I love that yeah. we're like halfway <laughs> through season three. I love that show uh, oh, nice. so much. Um, so uh, I don't know if uh, there's the, uh, I don't really have a lot that I'm doing right now. I've been so busy with like work and everything else, um, but I can recommend the, um, so I love uh, the movie Wally. Wally is one of my favorite movie of all time. Movies of all time is my, one of my favorite Pixar movies. Um, the Criterion uh, Collection came out with a Wally 4K um, set, which is amazing. It's got some, the disc is beautiful. We watched it. It just looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, comes with a cool bunch of cool extras, a cool little booklet. Uh, it's got some really, really cool stuff. So uh, the cover art for it's incredible too. Um, so if you guys want to check that out, highly, highly recommend picking that up. There's also some really cool Steelbook 4Ks that are out from Leica now. Uh, there's the uh, Paranorman 4K Steelbook and the Coraline 4K Steelbook. I believe they're still on sale right now on Amazon. So definitely get those because those are actually really, really cool sets. So definitely highly recommend those. Um, so that's our show, everyone. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Nickish, Yam, Brett. Thank you guys for, for coming, um, for, for being our guests. We really, really appreciate it. We had a blast. We had a really, really good time. Um, so Brett, they can find the Marvel Plus podcast uh, wherever they find their podcast. You, you also have a, um, a Facebook group for the for the show don't you yes there's a marvel plus facebook group you can just look up marvel plus podcast um i also have a bunch of other podcasts but uh, i would yeah. say check, check out my youtube channel is the, the only other thing i'll plug uh it's called daily bs and it's it's very similar to what we did here it's a lot of pop culture and nerd culture stuff uh cool. review movies and books and stuff like that so awesome very cool thank you for that um uh, nick yeah do you guys have anything like i know you guys yeah you're an artist correct <laughs> do you yeah. have anywhere that you show off your work is there anywhere online people can can check out your stuff or anything like that um i you know yes yes i do i have my my instagram it hasn't been touched in a long time no, no that's fine. My, my art insta is um the oh my gosh the space market the space market very cool yeah really really your great one stop in the cosmos for some cool art which uh, if you look at it you'll see some I've, I've done a lot of dc art i say a lot of i've done dc art <laughs> but yeah that's where you can see my stuff cool nick, now maybe i'll post more to it <laughs> yeah please please do we'd love to see more of it uh nick nickish where where you uh, at do you, yeah you, want I mean, to find you? you can't find me anywhere good luck they've tried um <laughs> i saw my space I'll, I'll plug this, you know, Egypt is an up and coming country. It really is. It's <laughs> a um, place I think we need to discuss more next week on all my public life as an American nerd. It'll be all about Egypt yeah. and the culture yeah. and the yeah, support the, the rock. He's struggling financially and physically. Yeah. Probably. I actually do have this great pyramid of Giza Lego set that I'm still I still need to start putting together. So So you um, are a fan. I am a fan. Dude. I, I like Egypt. I, I enjoy learning about Egypt. That's one of my. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going. I can, I'll never go to Egypt. So this is the closest I'll ever get by building a pyramid. Buildings with Lego. You know, uh, Kevin, go, read, go read Moon Knight, man. Absolutely, uh, Christian. 
of course. Uh, you, you can find me at on Instagram, my first and last name, no space, Christian Nakorda. Uh, I too am an artist, so you guys can um, yes. look up my stuff. Um, yeah, I just followed you, and then, um, and then Brett, hey. I'm gonna sub right now. For yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Christian. Daily BTS, right? Daily BS. Oh, correct. Daily BS, yeah. Yes. Oh, I see. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. Yeah. Awesome. And um, of course, you guys can find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, subscribe, MySpace, Friendster, wherever you guys find uh, any you know cool stuff. Uh, Kevin underscore Hoskinson, where you're going to find me. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for um, for being here and supporting the show. Like I said, rate and subscribe, uh, rate and review and subscribe to the um, to the show. We really appreciate it. it helps out a lot. And remember, every time you share that episode, uh, it helps get us to even that many more people. So we really, really appreciate that. Um, as usual, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. And as always, stay nerdy. All right, guys, have a good evening.